0: The Joe Rogan
1: Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. Bam. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, the king of swing. Remember when uh, Mitzi was calling you fat baby for a while? A
2: long time. I loved it. (laughs) And I would walk past her and she'd blow my stomach up with her finger. She'd make believe it was a needle. Do you remember that? In her own word, I would walk by and she'd stop me, oh, fat baby, and she'd poke me like she had a needle in her hand, and by herself, she'd go, like if the air was coming out of my stomach, in her own head, and she would giggle to herself. Oh, I'm ready to do that for the rest of my life. Fat baby. That oh. awesome. She had her 40th anniversary on Saturday. Yeah, I heard. Uh, the club, which uh, part of me got sentimental. The yeah, me too. The other part of me jerked off on my pillow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But the comedy store will always be a part of our lives. It's like Vietnam for some people. They went, they'll never go back. It's there, it's good. We'll just leave it there in our memory. But
1: yeah, it's congratulations. It's, it was a huge store. part of our lives, no doubt about yes, that, man. That place was a
2: that's that was a a real workshop. But you know what? I'm still recovering from Atlanta. I just got rested yesterday <laughs> from Atlanta, <laughs> bitches. Especially Friday night. Thank you very much if you came out to the shows to support Joe Rogan in this taping. It was fucking brilliant. I mean. When me and Duncan stuck our head out. Seriously, you know I don't do that shit. I didn't go on stage and try to be cute. I just stuck my head out to see what was out there. I had never been in this theater before. You know, before you bungee jump, you talk a lot of shit. Before you do anything in life, you talk a lot of shit. Then you're there and you look in. That's what it felt like to me, guys. It was like going, yeah, I'll jump off that diving board. And you run up to the top. And when you get up there, you look over and you're like, oof. That was a little bit more. When I looked into that tabernacle fucking theater, And it just wasn't one level. It was two levels, then that third fucking level, guys. And they started cheering, and you ran in with Jeff, and you're like, what happened? Did you go on stage? I didn't go on stage. Me and Duncan just popped our fucking heads out there. At that point, I knew it was all fucking uphill, because the energy was alive, bro. We didn't have to do nothing. We didn't say a word. No cocksucking, no being cute. We just went like that to look, just to see if everybody was seated. So if you came out to the tabernacle, you rocked my motherfucking world last week, all right? First show, I was nervous as fuck. And, uh, you know, I love it, man. I love getting nervous still like a little kid. That's what it's all about. So... I had a great time in Atlanta. Downtown was great. Thank you very much for taking us, Joe. Thanks for coming, What a great fucking... You know, I've always been in the suburbs. Whenever we do the punchline, the laughing, whatever, you're always out in the fucking suburbs. That was the first time I was in the heart of Atlanta, Chalkland City. They had hot black chicks, hot white chicks. I sat there one morning, fucking making believe I was smoking fucking weed, and I'm just (laughs) watching these women walk by me. Oh, my God. They were hot in the mornings going to work and shit. It was fucking amazing, guys. It really was. How cool was the limo driver? How fu- You're all oh, right, though. I'm yeah. No, I'm fine. You staring at I'm me like Romanoski you, after I tackled you and shit. I'm just listening to you. That was funny that you said concussions because for somebody who's got a lot of concussions, you don't act like it because I think the crazy has overcome the concussion. Who? For me? No, for Romanoski. Oh, for before Romanowski. You say, like oh. Some people you see them after they got 20 concussions and they're little fucking robots, but this guy. How many concussions do you think you've had? I heard stories that that motherfucker. No, told, you. You. You've had. Me? Yeah. I had one, two. 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 Nothing from violence. Football and a motorcycle accident. Those are, a those are both pretty violent. No. I, I, You know, you just tack, Bro, sometimes you just tackle somebody, yeah. you think you're doing your job, and all of a sudden you walk away and you're like,
1: ooh. I know, but listen to what you just said. Nothing from football or motorcycle racing. Two super violent things.
2: Oh no no no! I thought you. Mean, I didn't want people to think I got hit in the head right, with a right. brick or something. Oh, no. by a, a person, violence. Yeah, person, one time I was on an XR one twenty five and I was uh, r- racing by the <sighs> swamps Christ. where they built the Meadowlands and I turned my head oh, my God. and there was a pipe sticking out and I just I didn't oh, even bleed. Man. I didn't even bleed. I just it just when I hit the floor, so it wasn't as oh, bad as. Jesus. Listen, bro, those concussions, those. Uh, what are you, you showing
3: me, buddy? The the limo driver. Remember when the limo driver and you were talking about weed or something like that? And you were just like, smell this nug. Remember he put oh, that? oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. You videoed
1: that. <laughs> oh, we had
2: such a good time with him when I was talking. Yeah, him. we
1: can't put that out there because it won't get him in
2: trouble. If, right. If but the audio, we can yeah, play right now. If you're black, you just stop going to Africa. I remember we went off on that shit in the car? Yeah. Just go to St. Louis? Yeah. I mean, that's the truth. If you're black, <laughs> stop going to fucking Africa. You're just going to get scared. It gets too real. <laughs> go to St. Louis where they keep it moderate. Yeah. Those brothers will keep it moderate. That's the, Where's Richard Pryor from? Peoria. Peoria, 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 Peoria Illinois. Illinois. <laughs> those areas there, that's where uh, Malcolm X and all those brothers are from. Yeah, That's the heartbeat of Africa right there. Just yeah. keep it to that right there. I think Red Fox grew up with Malcolm X, one of those guys. Really? It was either Red Fox or uh, or uh, Rich. I think it was Red Fox. I'm sorry. Yeah. Red Fox and Malcolm X grew up together. What about the dude in New York that caused all the problems? He was somebody's tour manager or something. Wasn't he James Brown's tour manager? What's the black guy that always gets involved when somebody black gets in trouble? He just lost a lot of weight. He's controversial. Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's James Brown's tour manager? Somebody. Yeah, Look at his resume, somewhere what? along the line, he was involved with some that's how he got his claim to fame at first. Somebody. Al Sharpton got his claim to fame. Yeah, yeah, look, to James and see, Brown? I may wow. be wrong. I could be wrong, but Al Sharpton did something with James Brown or somebody. That you need your own Google search
3: engines. You I you just type so in sorry, like, like something yeah, Al Sharpton and I'm fucking taco. sorry guys. No, it's
1: okay. I'm just going to look James Brown up here. Yeah. No, put in Al
2: Sharpton so you see what it says. Yeah, he
1: became a tour manager for James Brown in 1973.
2: Wow. Wow. How fucking. You never knew that. I never knew
1: that. Get up. (laughs) Hey, he's hustling, man. He's out there hustling. Look, a lot of people shit on Al Sharpton. As far as I can tell, Al Sharpton isn't hurting anybody. And guess what? Even though maybe sometimes he's imbalanced with uh, his uh, his uh, his racialism, you know, the way he goes after the racial angle in every sort of story, even though he's imbalanced, I think we probably need a little bit of imbalance to check some of the white people in America. That's a fact. I really think that knowing that a Jesse Jackson or an Al Sharpton out, is out there, these bulldogs of, of anti-black racism, I mean, I think they're necessary. I don't, you know, I don't think Jesse Jackson's a saint. I don't think Al Sharpton's a saint. But I think they play a necessary role. I know that sounds ridiculous, but how are they any more ridiculous than Newt Gingrich or this guy John Davis that was running for president? What's his name? Uh, Davis? I don't know. The white guy. We talked about him yesterday. God damn it. What the fuck is his name? Is that his name? Oh man, just go to more CNN. Well, no. It's just, it's just, you know what the problem is? Seriously, what? there's only so much room on the goddamn hard drive. Yeah. And there's more information coming in every day. What the fuck is the dude's name? He's in the, the news right now.
3: We need to upgrade our brains. We need to be able to do that. They need to figure that out where we can start putting more dead people's brains in our bodies or something.
1: Dead people's, what, yeah. like, swapping out. Or just adding to it, you, you know? know? It's really hard to get your body to uh, absorb other people's stuff like yeah. you know, organs and like they've had hand transplants and most of them fail but it's body your, rejects them
3: isn't your brain really just electricity is there a way we can maybe like Put it on a battery of some kind, and then
1: just you know, put it in the back of your head. This might be the dumbest science <laughs> conversation of all time. If a scientist is listening to this right now, like I know Dr. Steve <laughs> listens to the podcast sometimes. If he's listening to us right now, he'd be like you fucking he idiots. probably
3: he's, or he's just like holy shit, he figured it out. Battery, brain, batteries. You know,
1: I don't I don't hate anybody out there who's successful. John Edwards. Edwards. John Edwards. Thank you, Thank sir. Thank you, John. Heffern. Thank you. Did fun. get yeah, you? nice, beautiful. Um, yeah, that guy, John Edwards. I mean, he's he's goddamn ridiculous too. Everyone's ridiculous. They're no more ridiculous than Al Sharpton. He's he's the, just like them. They're all the same. It's no big deal. It's not it's not bad. It's just it is what it is. It's anybody that puts themselves into that sort you know of position. He, you
2: know how you get rid of Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson? How with an envelope? That's what I yeah. love about it. Yeah. They come up black, this motherfucker. You know, they just start <laughs> preaching. That's his anti. Oh, yeah. thank you. What do I need to do? Just go away. <laughs> yeah. And they diss a fucking peer, and yeah. I don't blame them. They just show up. I'll, I'll yell and scream until somebody fucking hears me. Yeah, they get contracts. It's, I don't
1: have any problem with it, man. It's extortion. It's a part of the game. It's that's what it is. It's a part of the game. You know, if you want his endorsement, that's what he's. It's it's a business, okay? Nobody writes for free. He likes shrimp cocktail. He likes flying first class. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why and why shouldn't he? He's a a man of culture, and he's he's so famous that he's sort of given up on completely like saying all his words. He's like given up on pronouncing them everybody else's way. Like like they used to play that on. Was it Conway and Steckler? I think. Yeah, Conway and Steckler in in, in the L.A. used to have uh, this thing called, it would be a game called What Would Jesse Jackson Say? I apologize if it wasn't them, if it was someone else, and I'm crediting to them because of my shit memory, but I believe it was Conway and Steckler, who are really great guys who uh, had a radio show in L.A., and I think they might still do on, on AM, but uh, they would play a Jesse Jackson clip, and then you would try to uh, try to figure out what the fuck he said. You know, and people would call up, and they would give up their guess, and everybody was wrong, and then then he would say what he actually what the actual words were. It was hilarious. It was like people really couldn't understand him. That's what, how badass Jesse Jackson is. He says his own words, his own way. You know,
2: like Mike Tyson. Everybody does. Fuck him.
3: No, I don't really want to talk about this. What is it?
2: Jay Morph going off
3: on me. Is he still on his
2: Twitter?
1: Is he still going off
3: Yeah. You? All right, go check out Jay thing. He's saying all these things right now about me. Like, one, he said, I offered you a job. You lied and said I asked you to buy me shit.
1: This is a, a weird obsession that <laughs> Jay Moore has with you. Jay Moore uh, uh, just uh, attacked you out of nowhere on Twitter. I wasn't for hire.
3: Maybe he's not talking about me. Comics leave you because of you. You're not respected by your peers. Change your label name to Exodus.
1: Why even respond to that? What? Why even respond to that? because it's weird yeah it's it's certainly weird it's unhealthy it's the
3: weirdest thing ever you you grow up you know watching jay moore in movies you've never met the guy once and now there's a guy who's
1: obsessed about you well i don't know why he is you know i don't think jay's a bad guy you know i know what other people have had i don't know i know people have had issues with jay and i know you've had issues with jay and i know i have never had an issue with jay so as, as far as, as i'm concerned you know me and jay moore are cool I I don't like that he does this. I don't like, but people are crazy. People that are comedians, are crazy. There's a percentage of whatever the fuck is going on in your head that's just not right. It causes you to say shit you shouldn't say. It causes you to react to ways you don't. You become imp- you're an impulsive person. I mean, these are there's things that comedians do that are totally I'm sitting right here, right, my <laughs> fuck. I'm sitting right here, <laughs> cocksuckers. He you know, the it's radio it's, the, the, it's the beauty of them. It's the beauty of the animals, and it's imperfect.
3: Wasn't wasn't he? On he a, he's not a bad guy though. Wasn't he on a r- radio station? No, I don't, I don't know. know if you wanted to talk know. about this. I don't this.
1: know. I don't know if it's true. Yeah. So I can't say. What, what else? Don't but, but here's my point. If, you, if he's like spending his time and effort lashing out at you like that, you know, it's, that's not healthy. Yeah, but
3: if that other thing's true, then he's doing it to you also. I don't know if it's true. <laughs> Nor do I, care.
1: I don't even care. <laughs> Why are you true? protecting him?
3: The guy's going crazy on me. I haven't said one thing I'm to not, him. I'm
1: not protecting him. I'm just <laughs> letting him be himself. I'm letting everybody be themselves, man. It's n- no judgment, sort of. That's such a weak thing to say, no judgment. <laughs> you better judge things, stupid. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's a lot of things that you need to judge. You can't just walk around saying, hey, man, no judgment. You're being a butterfly right now, you little cutie. I try to be a butterfly as much as I can, <laughs> but it's not in my nature. Well, Jay
3: Moore, if you are listening to this right now, I don't know why you're freaking out. Jay on Moore, we'd just like give you a
1: big hug. I think you're a very talented actor and a very fine stand-up comedian. There's no need for all this nonsense. What did he just post? Oh, who cares? Tell him he's pro- if he's listening right now, and he is. He may be very well. We love you, Jay. Get it together. Hey, Jay. Uh, <laughs> here, here's an interesting thing. The 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 month
3: before. Uh, uh,
1: Are you going into history? No, no. The month Your before beef. Tom
3: Segura and Christina Pizinski, Pizinski, uh left Death Squad, uh, I said, hey, we should get Jay Moore on a podcast. And Tom was like, you, really? You do that? I'm like, yeah, ask him. So ask Tom about that. I have no problems with you, Jay, so I don't know why you're freaking out.
1: Okay. So let's do a podcast with him. If maybe he wants to do a podcast, we could do like a, a East Coast, West Coast comic beef That would down. be cool.
3: If, if Tate Fletcher comes with me, that would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> And I don't want no fucking Jay Moore Karate.
1: That's hilarious.
3: Because <laughs> that still works, right? Jay Moore Karate would still work. You know? Oh, yeah. All that like, stuff Dude, works. I've been doing karate in Malibu at this place. Yellow belt. What's what's a yellow belt? Is that high? It's for a little girl.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> is it? Really? <laughs> little kids get yellow belts. Oh, really? That's not a real thing? No, it is. It's, <laughs> it's the... <laughs> It depends. The belts differ in <laughs> ranking systems, but in jiu-jitsu, yellow and green are just for children. Well, then that was an awesome joke, I think.
3: <laughs> it was the best silly belt you could
1: come up with. But if, uh, you know, in karate, there's, there's different ones. Like some of them go like yellow. They go white always. White to yellow. The way Taekwondo would go is white to yellow to green to blue to red. Red.
2: To, yes. To black. <laughs> Yeah. To brown no, brown. there was no, no, no brown. No brown. No brown. There's
1: no brown. It was red to black in Taekwondo. Um, that karate, was yeah. now
2: they extra they added the two extra belts to milk you to your fucking ninety. Yeah, this is now what they the- got autumn and polenta. They got all different <laughs> fucking magenta. Autumn. What's that color? Magenta. Yusha. Yeah, I'm a magenta belt now in jujitsu. jitsu They add all these belts to get you for an extra yardstick. Those cocksuckers. <sighs> yeah, that's hilarious. It's hysterical when you join most uh especially taekwondo's the Koreans figured out they said fuck this shit there ain't no slipping in. Like there's a gym on Wilshire, Wilshire and by La Brea. You have to pay them so you're a black belt up front. They don't take monthly payments. They have the 3-year acceleration program. Wow. Where you pay them for three years, and suckers walk in then and give them, you know, 8000 9000 with a check, and they join for three years up front, not knowing the unknown, not knowing the Mayans are showing up in fucking six months, or whoever the fuck, they pay for three years for an accelerated plan, and at the end of three years, they get a fucking black belt. Wow. They have that today. That exists.
1: That's kind of crazy.
2: You know, even Greg Jackson added the fucking color belt system to his to his gunjutsu and shit like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: well, or gaijutsu, is gaijutsu? it? Yeah, everybody's
2: yeah. adding a color belt, you know. Fuck it. It's an extra yardstick out of you.
1: Well, I don't know. No, so no, how no many I'm of only s- goofing on Greg Jackson. Charging. I love Greg Jackson. Yeah. No, I'm just In Taekwondo, about- though, that was a big thing, man, was What's the that? charging
2: for belts. Oh, yeah, they charge you for testing, belts. If you fail, the patch, you know, they work you. Those Koreans ain't fucking around no more. They got federations. They put together federations and associations, and they bang you. Yeah, You know, they're bringing, and you know what? You ever see, like, when they come over and all these white kids get together and they're bowing at the Grandmaster and the guy don't speak no Japanese or no no English, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's got, like, a translator, and they're like, you know, welcome him to our school, you know, thank him for coming. And the fucking Koreans are like, suck my dick, where's my check? You know what I'm saying? I didn't fly here to fucking give you a yellow about you fucking suckers. <laughs> you ever see the look on their faces when they fly over? They're like, I can't believe. I did this for the small fucking nickel. Come over here to see these little ugly white (laughs) kids doing form number three. I need this shit. They would always bring masters. Yeah, they always bring masters. They don't speak no English. And and we as a society, we bow.
1: There was a big deal at our Taekwondo school when a a Korean master would come Oh, please.
2: Those fucking people lose their minds. It's the master. And we work on our form. And we polish the mirrors so they're all shiny and shit. And that dude, don't give a Frenchman's fuck. He smiles and he nods and he fucking does everything. And on the way out, you see him get a big old envelope.
1: It's so <laughs> interesting how when we were kids that um, martial arts became directly connected with, like, Asian men. Like, these Asian men. These Asian men were, like, super respected as being, like, the greatest martial artists ever. You know, that's, like, that's a, an interesting thing thing to say about their culture that before anybody had ever figured out fighting, everybody was terrified of like black belts. Everybody was terrified of karate black belts. Everybody belt.
2: was scared of Bolo. Yeah. Yeah. Once fuck you see yeah. Bolo, a muscular yeah. fucking Chinaman coming at you with a black God belt. Damn. Motherfucker had traps, I hear that motherfucker still walking around Hollywood yoked. Really? I've heard that a couple times that he That's still incredible. looks he hasn't aged. He still does movies from time. They're still paying him to go to Bulgaria and shit. Wow. He still gets a check. The other guy's around, too, I heard. The guy that had the cut on his face, the one that Bruce Lee kicks through the fucking oh, top, really? Bob Wall. Yeah. He's around, too. What oh, no, yeah. Su- Bob what Wall. What the fuck I'm- have the to Superfoot Wallace?
1: Bob Wall is a real estate guy. He, Come uh, on. He owns the building that my dentist uh, has his practice in. And so uh, I uh, I met him at a, a couple of different. Occasions. He was good. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah, he looks he very great. very nice guy. Too. Very nice, yeah. And he'll, tell you, he'll tell you the old days about karate and you know you know about his spinning back kick, you know, and the, the, all the things guys are doing wrong in MMA. It's awesome to hear. You know? you
2: know, it's very when I talk to you about it, you're receptive to. When we talked about uh, uh, you know Laranjo and how I went to his father. Now, when I went to his father, this was on the success of the Green Hornet. And me getting hit in the head in Central Park. Cause when the Green Hornet came on, American kids were starting to lose their mind. People don't remember. I go deep with this shit. I go deep. And all of a sudden, it wasn't Bruce Lee, it was a movie by the name of Five Fingers of Death that the guy's palm would get red at the end and he would hit you with the, you know, with the iron palm technique. <laughs> that was the first one. And then, uh, which whatever we're going to start arguing fist of fury what the american name is China, whatever the fuck <laughs> that first one came out where he's in the factory and right. it's in thailand and that was it like i remember like even then you, there was maybe a jiu jitsu school in a tri-state area but it was basically goju karate gushin ru wing chun kung fu and it just blew up Well, he made uh, he blew up it just he made blew a up.
1: bunch of people he made a bunch of people want to be like that solemn, quiet guy who says nothing and sits in the back and waits for trouble to come to him. You know, there was
2: like a, a silent, mysterious. I gave you this fucking quality. dream. Man. Yeah. What was the biggest article? The biggest ad in, the, in all the kids' magazine wins. Don't get sand kicked in your face. Yeah. All right, Joe Weeder for a dollar ninety-nine. Joe Weeder would send you a, a poster that you hung on your wall with all the techniques you had to do to lift and be strong in fourteen days. Plus, he sent you a trophy for an additional dollar of a guy like this with a chick hanging off him at the beach. You don't think I ordered that (laughs) motherfucker 10 times? You want me to bullshit you? I had 10 of those posters. Joe Weedow was was the shit when we were kids. When I was in high school before I had
1: uh, taken Taekwondo, there was this one dude, and I'll never forget this guy. He was, uh, he had this girl, he was from another school, and he uh, had a girl that he was dating from our school that was really pretty. She was one of those pretty girls that didn't get recognized as being pretty, She sort of snuck through because she was kind of nerdy, but she was really pretty, and so this dude came by to uh, to pick her up at school, and he was like obviously like being looked at by all these kids from this school that you know he didn't belong to. So he had adopted this like really intense sort of uh, posture, and he you know he had like a jean jacket on, and he was practicing karate, practicing karate like on our in our school. Like, there's, like, a little patio area, you know, there's, like, a little little uh, breezeway in between buildings as you're walking from building to building to go to your classes. Not a patio, but, you know, just an open, grassy area. This motherfucker's out there throwing kicks and kicking his hands and shit, doing a lot of these, like, inside crescent kicks, kicking his hands and making this loud noise and looking really intense. And I remember thinking, like, wow, like, what, what a weird guy. And I was thinking, I wonder if he really can fight, because I didn't know, and I, couldn't, had, I hadn't figured anything out yet at that time. You know, I didn't really, I had done, like, very little martial arts. So I was, I was maybe sort of kind of impressed by him. I was like, maybe this guy's, like, some crazy martial arts master. But I'm like, but why is he smoking cigarettes? You know, this is weird. But I, 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 that guy, I'll never forget that guy because as I got older and I, I would go through my database of things that I saw in my life and seeing how I saw people behave and whether or not that makes sense, that one always stands out as like a glaring one. Like, what a weird guy. What a jack-off.
2: <laughs> because somebody will just go up to him and smack him. You you know, that's what happens in those things. Some yeah. dumb motherfucker comes out and is having a bad day. He's like, dog, you're a fighter? Let's spark. I months. went to a very
1: easy high school. It wasn't, it wasn't dangerous at all. It was Newton South High School in uh, Newton, Massachusetts. And they bust in a lot of kids from, uh, from other schools, but the kids were pretty happy to be there from the bad neighborhoods. And they were usually pretty cool because it was a nice neighborhood. It was, Newton was like real quiet. So, like, the shit that kids are dealing with today in high schools, especially in cities, I mean, that's just like a prison yard. I mean, there's craziness going on in high schools today, man. And what they're doing to try to combat it, I mean, we, we talked about that one uh, place in Connecticut that had done that raid on the kids' classes and pretended there was a shooter in the building. They, they, they were looking for drugs. So they tell the kids that there's a shooter in the building and to get in the corner of your, your classrooms and huddle up. And Why didn't
3: they, they just say something like, hey, we're having a fire drill? Yeah, <laughs>
1: Well, they should have said, they should have said, sit down, We're searching your, your, you know, you're, we're searching for pot. Let's right. be honest. Let's be honest about what we're doing. But it's say that you have a, a shooter. It's like, but that's how crazy they are. You know, they, I mean, this is the, the, the kind of shit that, you know, the, we, we never had to deal with that kind of shit when we were kids. When was the last time? When we were growing up, there was no school shooters. There was No one would like, go into schools and shoot anybody up until Columbine. That was, like, unheard of. I mean, there'd been some mass shootings at the one, um, it was in Austin, the guy in the tower. Which, what was that? I don't remember. It was a sniper. I forget, I forget that case. I forget what it was. But there's, there's ha- has been some, you know, mass shootings and shit like that before. But never like at schools. I never
2: had problems like that at my high school. Now in hindsight, I will tell you what, my grammar school was alive and kicking, and I had two kids in my seventh grade class that today are in prison for murder. One was Charlie Gizzy, and I should have known that, because whenever a plane would go by, he would always get on top of his desk and shoot it down, like he would go. In his mind, and him and his brother killed the guy with their bare hands oh, on this man. neighborhood that we know, Five Corners, because it's got Five Corners. I always knew, like, I knew kids like that. See, when, when we were in school, they would hold you in grammar school till you were 16. So these motherfuckers were just looking to quit. So they were just sitting in the back. But in reality, they were just gangsters. You know, they would tell the teachers, fuck off, and shit. The teachers couldn't really get it together. When they're 16, then they it was called a pilot program. Once you were driving to the 8th grade, they had to fucking send you to high school. But these kids were in no danger of going to high school. They had to See, now you have to be 18 with a consent, and your parents have to sign you out of school. It's tough to quit fucking school today. So it wasn't tough when we went to school. You just had to sign in yourself, 16. Parents didn't even have to sign you out. So it's a different fucking world. Now they have to be involved for you to drop out. You don't see no commercials with dropouts no more. When we were kids, you seen a lot of commercials with dropouts and hemophilia. What happened to hemophiliacs? They just <laughs> moved the fuck on. When I was a kid, there was a hemophiliac bleeding on TV every 10 minutes. Remember that commercial? He'd pick yeah. himself with a needle. Hi, I'm a hemophiliac. What the fuck happened to oh. those people? They yeah, moved on. They There's no more hemophiliacs.
1: That they they would just bleed to
2: death. Yeah, if cut. you pricked them and shit. So I was That's always asking crazy. my mother, and I, am I a hemophiliac? Because I don't want nobody bumping into me. Oh, I'm bleeding Chinese restaurant. I'm eating sushi next to you and you know, I'm bleeding to fucking death. Could you imagine? Remember that? What have happened to the hemophiliac? They just passed the fuck on.
1: What a fucking shit disease to have! To just walk around like a water balloon, you know, just hoping that nobody pricks your skin or you'll you'll leak out and you can't stop it. You gotta. What do you do? What do they do? What do they what do they have to? Bro, give I don't them know what happened or to it. They evolved.
2: Remember they, that was the treatment. That's they scary were shit, trying to get man. Get money and shit like that. That's fucking nuts. Shit. But yeah, kids, schools, and hey, listen, man. I'm scared of high schools right now. If I was a parent, I would be scared if I was a parent. But what are my fucking options? I homeschool and then what? Then my kid's are fucking momo. He don't no. know how to fuck with other people. Nowadays,
3: I bet you there's software that can homeschool you. where you, every day I you I know there is. I know there is. Your kids are going to
1: get dragged into it. So but what, am so, what about my there, social man.
2: fucking net? What about socializing with kids? There's something you do. Yeah. You can't socialize with your brother and sisters all your life. That's no, part I'm, of school. I'm, learning yeah. relationships. Learning how yep. to uh, agree. Yes, I agree with whatever. I but, would go on fake dates with my kids. You know, so, it's like you were talking about Altadena. I have a friend that lives in Altadena, has a beautiful home. Him and his wife they have three children. Nice family. My wife works with the wife. I go over there from time to time. They have three kids. You got to see this block, Joe Rogan. What you and I would do as kids to have this block, we would kill. You know those blocks with a little slant? Just a little one, not a deep one. Right. You can make ramps. Right. You can do a thousand things. Dog, you know how many times I've gone over to the barbecue and there's not one kid on the street? Yeah. So I would knock on all the doors. If I was a stay home parent, like as a parent, I'd go, I mean, all the kids got to get out of the house. I don't want play stickball. Put a recreation for this block. Just <laughs> yeah. for this block. Half of you don't fucking work in the afternoon. Get these kids out of the house to learn social skills, which is a computer's great, and you learn a lot. And, you know, when I was a kid, they said if you read the New York Times for four years, you got a better, a better education if you went to college. That was the big thing. Fuck college. Read the news, the Wall Street Journal for four years every day, and you'll learn more. The New York Times, I'm sorry. Now you got to get these fucking kids out. There's no kids out, Joe Rogan. Drive around your neighborhood. I'll give you a fucking dollar for every kid you see. You'll come home broke. Not a kid outside. Nothing. There's not even paper routes to teach a kid how to flip a buck, which is the most important thing when a kid is 13 and 14.
1: Yeah, it is a weird time that we live in. That you can't just have your kids run around in your street no. playing. you got to monitor them like a hawk.
2: Like you a know? fucking hawk.
1: It, when, we, when, we got lucky, really. I mean, if in you, L.A. No, I don't think it's just in L.A. No. you go to Ohio, it's not. Are Ohio. there still kids it's, on the yeah, street
3: playing? It's still normal. I mean, out here, it's completely different. Really? Yeah. Ohio is just like exactly how it was when i was a kid
1: ohio's like the 1950s america yeah, it's like I a think, tom hanks movie I think why places. it's like an old sweater that you put on and you sit before the fireplace i think most places are
2: you know kids are more educated places. yeah when i was a kid and you were a kid we, we had to fucking get a britannica encyclopedia and look something up remember that shit joe wrote yeah, a britannica it. we had to steal the page out of the library and bring it home and do a third paper yeah now all yeah. with a, a flip of a button like if i'm 13 i'll find out what a blowjob is yeah. And I'll find out what a fucking explosive is and how to make C4, and I can learn it. I'm fucking line. you know? yeah. We didn't have that shit. I don't want these kids in the fucking house. They got to get some vitamin D, dog. They got to get some sunlight, these fucking kids. And now you become a vampire. Well, I think it's unhealthy, certainly.
1: It's, uh, the way we did it, it was healthier, but it was also more dangerous. Just to be able to wander around the street. What? How old were you when you weren't monitoring anymore? When you could just leave the house on your own I think own it's ways. safer now in
2: some ways with Hopefully. cell phones. And how old were you? Five, six, five, six well, you yeah. go in front of the house. Yeah. Os Antonio, they yeah. call you. Where are you? Right. Stay right there. Yeah, I remember. You know, don't cross Broadway. Okay.
1: I remember very clearly getting in a fist fight with my cousin when I was five, and he lived down the street. So I was wandering down the street when I was five years old. No, I wasn't even five, I don't think. I was like somewhere between four and five.
2: Okay but remember when you were wandering down the street Mrs. Rogan down Mrs. Rogan your mom was friends with Mr. Mary Majakacho that had the third block down the <laughs> corner and she had a boy and three doors from her you had Mrs. Wilson and she had a boy right. so all those moms were watching you there was a network of moms remember it takes uh, what's that expression to raise a village You had people that were watching you. Right. So I could say to you, hey, you're going to go over by Joe's house? Yeah. Tell when you get over to Joe's, have his mother call my house. Right, right, right. And it was a scam. We still put a scam together. He's coming to my house. I'm going to your house.
1: Right, right, But there was
2: more. I see kids now. I don't see them outside. It concerns me. The next generation is going to be on computers. Yeah, they're going to be very intelligent. They're going to know how to fucking reprogram a a bomb if they need to. But the social aspect of it, we're going to get lost socially maybe. I don't know. I, I hate to say it. I don't know.
1: Yeah.
2: But you can't fucking homeschool a child. I wish I could full-time so he wouldn't be out. You know, when your kids leave to go to school now, you have to have a fucking doubt. But so do our parents. Anything can happen. Anything could fucking happen. We just, Joe, we were so lucky. We were so fucking lucky. You know, I can sit here and tell you I've never been fucking. One time a guy went for my dick when I was... In the eighth grade i could tell you all the times that shit could have happened those stories i took about peep shows sticking my head in the thing i was in the eighth grade brother yeah i was in the eighth grade on 42nd street somebody could have just grabbed me and took me in the back and butt fucked me to death <laughs> you know i mean i was playing three card monty on 42nd street Damn, 20 really? yes.
1: the return of the phone i swash I up we turned it on to do the interview with the computer yeah. guy it's
2: just uh... It's I very fucking weird how I was just very lucky compared to a lot of people. We we're both oh, very lucky.
1: Spam too, you motherfucker.
2: You've got a call from. It wasn't
1: hard to engage Affleck. Affleck represented the Affleck commercial plan, Brian.
3: Oh, so, uh, have you seen the, these photos of Rihanna cutting lines of cocaine on her bodyguard's head? What? Yeah, check this out. It's, uh, it's on uh, lbtimes.com and supposedly. It's Rihanna, like, doing his, his body. She's, like, sitting on, what is that called? When you're sitting on the person's back. Piggy, or, piggybacking, piggybacking. Piggybacking. On their shoulders. And he's the bald head guy. And there's just photos of her, like, the big pile of cocaine on his head. And she's just cutting up lines on it. So, thought, allegedly.
1: Allegedly. That, <laughs> that also looks like it could be, like, cheese. And she's got a Dorito chip in her hand.
3: Yeah, maybe she's eating some chili con queso. Doesn't it look like it? <laughs> yeah, kind of. The bottom looks
1: like
2: <laughs> cheese to me. Funny. I'd say that's cheese, Joe Diaz. Any it's thoughts? It's cheese no matter how you look at it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> fucking Rianne. She went back with that fucking dude. With Chris Brown? Yeah. Yeah, they're friends again or something. Well, that's crazy. I don't think that's...
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, well, he fucked ass up though. for sure. He fucked up for sure. But I think
1: fuck up, though. Yeah, but I think uh, he maybe he learned from that fuck up, you know? She's got a great fucking ass.
2: She really does. Yeah. Though.
1: Who knows, man? What am, why speculate? I speculate way too much on this goddamn show. Mm-hmm. Who about knows what? about life, Joe Diaz? It's too much goddamn talk.
3: <laughs> fuck it. We should have a drawing podcast where we just all draw. I was
1: talking. So- what <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? That is the dumbest idea ever. We should have a podcast that people listen to where we're just drawing. Hey, How Joe Rogan, I going to show
2: these things to the people because one part you? You? Of, the, a bunch of, one sh- of the Joe Rogan <laughs> experiment is to let people know about higher consciousness. You know, you showed me a little pen that you had, so I want to show people how we're doing. Is the camera on A pen, pen that I have. You know, a little fucking sticker you had the other day. This is what's going on right now, and I didn't know about this. Joe and these guys tried to turn me on to vapor years ago, and I didn't like it because you had to cut the weed with a scissor and put it in a little fucking thing, and I had to smoke 29 hits and then my buddy turned me on to this. The Eureka fucking vapor gun, right? It comes in a little package. There's an eighth of weed in this tube. We can't show you
3: actually smoking.
2: I can't open this without a scissor. <laughs> and you go like this. And you take this off. And you take this fucking tube people and you put it in here. Oh, this is cool. like you're putting together a silence. Okay. Yeah. And you go like this. Jesus Christ, look at that contraption. And well, you we're see looking that at least light like, on right it there. Looks like a tiny lightsaber. You see that? Yeah. Ha 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 ha! That's how we're doing it, bitches. That's so awesome. while you're waiting for that Canadian bud to come down, I'm smoking Skywalker OG, and it's an indica. They have an OG, a fucking sativa the boot too. Listen, I'm gonna blow that in the stewardess's face next week. You know what I'm saying? That's how I'm rolling. Doesn't smell like anything. Nothing, nothing, dog. This is the fucking future. And I'll tell you why I'm here with this fucking thing. I'll be strictly honest with you. I suffered from high blood pressure when I had the knee swelling. I had to go to the doctor every day. So I said, let me fuck with this doctor. So I was just smoking that before I would go to the doctor. Dog, when I'd walk in, it was 130 over 80 like a motherfucker. So this vapor isn't really affecting like my smoke. When I would smoke in the morning, walk into the doctor, I'm walking in there at 160 over 100. You know what I'm saying? I'm smoking a heavy-duty boy.
3: Here's my, prob- Here's my problem with them is that, that uh, it, it just doesn't still, it seems for price-wise,
2: it just doesn't seem like, I'd rather have a real joint. $30. $30, I get an eighth. The last two I've smoked have lasted me a week. What was the last time an eighth even lasted a day at my So is house. it
1: actually pot in the thing? No, no. it's
2: it's hash oil. That's oh. at 30, 27%. They have a 31% for OG, they have a 27% for Skywalker. This is like smoking without the stems and the seeds. This did you, you see it. what it Obama said cool. uh, recently? What did uh, he say? The Uncle Joey smoking from the fucking vaporizer? <laughs> no. Bastards.
1: He was talking, there's a Rolling Stone article where uh, they interview him and they asked him about pot. They asked him about what's up with the crackdowns on pot. And he said that although we're not going to go after the the person who's using it to uh, alleviate some symptoms for a legitimate medical condition, we're not going to go after them, but we're certainly not going to allow large-scale marijuana operations and that it's (coughs) still an illegal federal drug federally it's illegal even though it's medicine in I, know, I think it's like 16 different states now right isn't it anybody brian oh i'm sorry i'm trying to censor you your stream so we don't get paid yeah joey <laughs> you can't you can't smoke that thing on the air i ain't smoking they have get mad run. at us they've been mad at us <laughs> jesus god damn it <laughs>
2: That dude, I'm sitting here for an hour. I do we, something. You know, I'm
1: I know. The thing is, we become friends with the dude. On I love him stream. too. I respect him. Guy. I'm not smoking
2: on them. I'm just, you know, telling them the truth. This is the Joe Rogan podcast. This ain't communist fucking Cuba. You <laughs> know what I'm saying I got
1: a medical marijuana license. What? 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 Speaking of communist Cuba, that uh, Hector Lombard signing. He's going to come to the UFC. That's going to be crazy. That dude's a bombshell. Would i watched all his, all his fights at Bellator, man. He was supposed to come to the UFC a long time ago, but there was something they couldn't work out. God damn, that guy's good, though. He's scary. Scary dude. He throws bombs, man. For your moms. For oh, Carl bombs. He's, got, you know he's fast, too. He's fast. He's got fucking hammers in his hands. And he's a real good judo guy, too. Real hard to take down. He's an interesting fight. It's going to be interesting to see him step into the high levels of uh, of the you know the UFC's middleweight division. Who's his first middleweight division? Pigeon. I don't know. They don't think they've decided yet, but it's going to be someone good, I'm sure. You know, they're going to put him right in with someone real good. He's a bad motherfucker, though. There's a. A few guys over there at Bellator that are really good, Eddie Alvarez. That guy's really good, really yeah, good. He, man. Just been
2: Sh- he just beat yeah, Aoki. He just yeah, he beat Aoki. Right? Aoki. Yeah, yeah. And
1: then Mike Chandler, the dude who beat him, he's fucking good too, man. That kid's a beast. That kid's really good. He's uh, his fight with Eddie Alvarez was crazy. That was a uh, nutty, and it caused Alvarez in his the Aoki fight to to leave to go to camp. You know, so he wouldn't be distracted with any of this stuff from you know his home life to really dedicate himself for six weeks. So he went down and he was I think he did some training with the Black Zillions and uh he uh he looked fucking tremendous. He he was just so focused against Aoki.
2: Take Speaking it. of tremendous that card Saturday night.
1: Ooh what really a
2: great card. Tremendous. How good was that? If you look at it from A to Z, from Travis Brown to the fucking yeah. Matt Brown fight to, to yeah. you know to fucking Matt Hominick, Mark Hominick getting jumped like that by the Filipino when they had him on the side with the q tip in his nose. He looked like my friend Edwin San Juan with a joint in his mouth. He really fucking did. I called Edwin right from the thing. I go, you watching this, Filipino? He's like, yeah, that motherfucker <laughs> took it to Hamlet. I mean, there was some great. Rory McDonald, mm-hmm. I mean, there were just great fucking fights, you know. So uh, thank you very much yeah, for taking us, yeah. John Jones against uh, our boy Rashad Evans. We had a great time. Did we not, Red Redman? Yeah, that was awesome. That J- was awesome. J-
3: now, has John Jones ever fought uh, sil- Silva, uh, Anderson? Anderson
2: Silva?
1: No, no, he's definitely did, not fought no.
3: But but it seems like those two together would be like watching The Matrix. I mean, they both seem very calculated, how they fight very, like a couple steps uh, faster than the other guy almost.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I I see what you're saying. A lot of people want to see that fight. But Anderson and him, there's a bunch of issues. One, Anderson is a 185-pounder. He has no problem making 185 pounds. That's his weight class. That's the weight class he's been a champion at. And although he's had a couple fights at 205, you know, he fought Forrest Griffin at 205, and um, he uh, also fought James Irvin at 205, knocked both guys out. Mm-hmm. He, it's not his natural weight. What yeah. does he walk around at? Can moment? he just get he heavy He probably buildings? walks out, uh, around around that, about 205. It, maybe even bulked up a little bit to get up there for uh, James Irvin and, and for um, Forrest Griffin. But he, I mean, he def- definitely looked like a little thicker. But the the issue is like he's really a much smaller guy. If they were really the same size, when he's when he's fighting at 205, that's really what he's weighing. He might weigh 210 and he gets down to 205. John Jones is like lean 230. He's a lean athletic 230 and he diets himself down and then, you know, he's very disciplined and then cuts the weight and then gets on the scale and then he's good and he can make 205. But Anderson Silva is never going to be a lean 230, you know, they're just different frames. That said, it's still exciting, because Anderson is dangerous off his back, he finishes guys off his back with triangles and things along those lines, I mean, he did it to Chell Sonnen, he did it to Travis Luter, who is a fucking killer, man, Travis Luter is a vicious jujitsu guy, like, one of the best, in the, at, at the time, like, in one of his, um when, when Travis was going overseas, and he was competing in like Abu Dhabi, and those. He's like one of the best Americans at the time. Like Travis Lutter has really high-level jiu-jitsu. and Anderson caught him in a triangle. I don't care how tired he is, I'm not catching him in the triangle. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I couldn't imagine in my wildest dreams catching Travis Luter in a triangle, but Anderson can. Anderson can catch really good, high-level guys. He's a legit black belt, and I think people sleep on that. You know, like, his, his ground game is fucking good. Even though Chael Sonnen was on top of him for four rounds, beating him up, he never got fucked up. His face was never cut. If you look at him, like, he rolls with shit. He turns with things. He's got good defense. You know, Anderson Silva is a threat to any man. I just think if you look at like the size and you look at the attributes, like John Jones is such a good wrestler. He's so good at getting guys down. I mean, even the way he Rashad Evans, he grabbed Rashad Evans by his neck and tripped him, almost like disrespectfully, almost like disdainfully. You know, the way he grabbed, like, choked him, grabbed his neck and tripped him at the same time. He's I mean, he's done some nasty shit. He's, he's getting better all the time, and his his style is like the worst style. For a guy like Anderson, like stylistically, he's a really tall, long guy who's hard to hit, who throws a lot of kicks, separates himself by a lot of distance, and he's a
2: nasty wrestler. Let me ask you this.
1: That's it. two, said, I was, I was two fucking, types of I would love
2: to see it. There's two types of jiu-jitsu have you taught me. There's jiu-jitsu and there's MMA jiu-jitsu. Correct? Like, right. You know, yes. like we've discussed this. Like, So the shit that he does is basically as high level as it gets. Because I never looked at it that way. He was on the bottom for four rounds. He didn't get cut. Yeah. So and basically, his fucking MMA jujitsu is really...
1: Well, he knows just- how to take a shot, too, man. He knows how to roll with things. There's a video of him and uh, Jorge Rivera um, when they fought in cage rage and... Anderson and him, they tie up, and Jorge can fucking punch, man. He punches hard. And he hit Anderson in the tie-up with, like, four or five clean punches. Anderson just looked at him, stared at him, stared at him, and took the shots. It's, it's like, kind of creepy how good he is. I have a really dumb, stupid what-if
3: MMA question for you. What if Anderson Silva put on, right before the weigh-in, he put on, like, really heavy mercury fillings in his mouth? <laughs> is that legally...
1: Like Why could, would if, you do that?
3: Just so he could be make weight without the actually doing. <laughs> the fuck
1: out of here! <laughs> no,
3: I mean, you but know legally, much, could he? You do know that? How
1: big those fillings you'd have to be? Brian, no, I
3: mean, if he had like that is one the ultimate mercury O'Brien te- moment. No, like if he had mercury teeth, like fillings Bro, how much are do all around. They weigh. I don't know, but one little t- piece <coughs> is like, weighs a lot, and he only needs oh, to make what fifteen pounds, twenty sick. pounds, and if he had all mercury in his mouth, <laughs> like fillings. All right. First of all, silly.
1: This is, is this a real question? Of course, it's not a real. Well, question. no, no. I mean, you like, need to would use it be legal?
3: Would it be legal though? If like because lead was, in your head. If he, if because it would be a filling. If he mm-hmm. had mercury fillings.
1: Look, no one could stop you from taking a a a, a big lead pipe and stuffing it up your, your ass, ass to make weight. So if wow. you can stuff so why don't they a pound they do that? of lead up your ass, because nobody wants to get heavier, they want to be lighter. No,
3: but if somebody like that that doesn't want to put on the.
1: Uh, I guess so. What are you talking about? All right. Brian, you're confusing the shit out of me because you're, you're you're posing this as if it's a real question. No, I but just first of all, you legally. can't have mercury in your fucking mouth. It's poisonous. <laughs> no, like why I not know. say you know if you could go to the surface that, of Pluto and come back? But to isn't the that rock, more of
3: a, like a long a long term effect though? Like mercury. being around mercury for a long periods of time. Like I don't think you're getting knocked in the head. I think like a week at having mercury in your face is probably a horrible so. idea. But but I, I don't.
1: Th- first of all, if you had enough weight in your mouth to actually make you heavier, yeah. your fucking head wouldn't be able to move right. It would take you a year to get used to the new dynamics. Of well, the you your would your take it is. out
3: right after weigh-in. How could
1: you take it out?
2: Why it are you again. answering him, Joe Rogan? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Someday you're going to shoot this fucking kid, and the cops are going to come, and you're going to go, I shot him, and they're going to go, we heard the podcast. We're going to hear the shooting to put another fucking bullet in him. Why are you answering him? No, but I didn't shut know. Up, that. Shut up, for I did Shut up, So would it wouldn't
3: be legal, like, to do that, or it would be legal to do that if they wanted to. Somebody... No,
2: they open your fucking mouth when you go up to her mazzagalli, whatever her mazzagalli. You open your mouth. Yeah, looks You're not your allowed to feelings. No, he touches your fucking thighs. <laughs> he touches your arm. Her mazzagalli, whatever his fucking name is. And I now feelings? the other cocksucker showed up with his cousin last week. Remember, there was two with the same name. Oh, Mario Yelvis. Yeah, yeah he about, yeah. showed up with a cousin. Like, Dane, I got bad news. I got, I got to show up with my fucking cousin. He's on the ball here. So now you got to. I don't fuck. They open your mouth, Red Man. Yeah, you can't but you're do allowed nothing. to have feelings. No, you're allowed to have feelings, but not when you look like fucking uh, the guy that used to catch 22 bullets in the wild world of sports when we were kids.
1: Did that guy really catch bullets in his
2: face? I don't know. Fucking put the YouTube not. video on. They used to put a, they used to put a <laughs> oh, the side, Yes, he you, did. Because that's how he fucking I died. Got you, you fuck. That's how he died. They put the mouthpiece <laughs> in his mouth, and he would catch the 22 and spit in the fucking frying pan. How is that possible? It's I, not- I Bro, everything's fucking possible. I mean, uh, mm,
1: Could you imagine you know, letting a guy 22 you in your fucking mouth? Whoa. What, how do your
2: job options slip that low? Hit it. Hit it, Brian. Go to YouTube and find the guy from the Wild Brother Sports, 1973. Because that's, in the old days, he was the guy that would close the big karate tournaments in New York City. It was Aaron. He would close by getting shot in the mouth? No, no. In, in Madison Square Garden, Aaron Banks, whatever his name is. Yeah, he was the karate guy. He used guy. to have a huge thing on a Saturday in July, and what closed it? The closer, the headliner, was him. Mm. And then they put it on Wild World Sports one year, so it's got to be on fucking YouTube. I'm not making this up. I do not know how the man died. I thought somebody finally caught him with a fucking BB a, gun or a, something. A broken heart. He was practicing <laughs> You he-
1: know who uh, was a real legit karate guy that a lot of people don't, don't, don't really appreciate? Billy Blanks. Billy Blanks is a real, legit point karate guy. Because I, I grew up in Boston, and everybody thinks of him as, like, the Taibo guy. I got to see him fight live a, a bunch of times, especially back then. He was so, whoa! These point-fighting guys would get giant, dude. They were fucking huge. They were these, they were, like, NFL running backs. Like, like, two and... What do you got there, buddy?
3: Wild Rose Sports.
2: When the guy shoots this the twenty-two. This it? Whoa. Does that look like Brian. That's, that's it, Brian? That's fucking... You asked for it. I want you to watch the answer to this first request here with a very sharp eye. And i want to see how long it takes you to figure it out. This comes from William Harrison of Waterbury, Connecticut. Would you turn that oh, off, please? Uh, that's not Baker, him. I read an hour d- <laughs>
0: it
3: says you asked for catching a
2: bullet with teeth. No, 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 no. It's got to so be like in American color. American. It was the 70s. Why, why does anybody do that?
1: What's who's, that? Who's impressed with you catching a bullet with your teeth? I mean, how does that... How does that how does someone's life go
2: down that path? Who swallows a sword? Who wakes up one morning and says, you know what? Today, I'm going to swallow a fucking sword and be a magician and turn around. How does that work you, know, you did swallow you, a sword?
1: Where does it go?
3: It's just you, you, you how you position your, you your, position your body and your neck just makes a completely straight tunnel all the way down.
1: Imagine if right when you had somebody just fucking
2: ran out of the crowd and tackled you, right, and the sword was deep in your head. Who watched the fucking HBO thing about the Wallenders? about the grandson, the fucking Wallenders. and the guy killed himself in Puerto Rico. He was going, and he, the grandfather, the grand Wellender, the dude was going back to Puerto Rico, he went back to do what his grandfather died doing, better yet. He took his mom to meet him halfway on oh the rope it was God. on hbo sports oh if you don't watch hbo God. sports you got a fucking problem because Wait. they can make weight uh they can make ice skating look interesting on hbo sports dude dude what did you just
1: say okay his mom and go him hit the wire? fucking
2: youtube the flying will enders on oh, hbo no
1: i'm scared the
2: fucking great it's a family business they oh, showed them practice they would practice without a net the f- grandfather stressed it you practice without a net because that's the only way you really fucking learn. The Walendas are fucking interesting as shit. Interesting. And I read about them years ago, and I'm like, look at these fucking mutts. You know, climbing, putting up fucking wires in places. Well, they just had the great-grandson or the grandson to the motherfucker that went to Port. And they show the footage on HBO. They show 1973, San Juan, Puerto Rico, Wide World of Sports. And he midway, ah, and he fucking dies. So the grandson been doing it for years. So now he's going. He went back to Puerto Rico to the exact same building at the Hilton Hotel, and he got on one side, his mother got oh. on the other side, and they met in the middle, and then they crossed each other with one fucking rope. Oh, my and God. And the mother almost lost it. He oh grabbed her in the middle. God. you got to watch it tonight. Oh it's been my. on all fucking week. The fucking flying Willenders ain't fucking around, dog. They met in the They're middle? They're like the Wu-Tang Clan. That is insane.
1: The mother and the fucking son passed each other on the wire.
2: She's a... Fucking Christ! And she started to lose it. Oh my! And he God. held her. Oh my! Held her. Told her she was fine. Oh my! Then they, he went the God. other way. and He went the other fucking oh way to prove a point. Oh my God! How intense is that? That is isn't That's the and most. And there's people intense that have a hard time, time at a stop sign. You know what I'm saying? These fucking Willenders. <laughs>
1: Can you imagine if we all lived on wires? They would be the baddest motherfuckers of all time. If
2: the the world was just a series of wires and platforms, you gotta see the family practicing, Joe Rogan. Jesus, I'm
0: scared. It's like you taking the
2: whole the whole platoon outside to the yard and walking across on ropes all afternoon. That morning. has to be your whole life. Your man. whole life. Your whole yeah, life. if you you can't fuck around with that,
1: very brilliant. You got to be dominant. so good at standing on a wire. What a what a terrifying fucking.
2: What thing makes to you get wake up at? in the morning and go? I'm gonna live on. Wa- I'm no, no, no. no. And here's <laughs> okay, Lori. Right, listen, you want to go out to your yard and get a tree and tie it to the fucking rain gutter and walk across? I'm with you. But to go <laughs> to Atlanta, check into a hotel, and tie a fucking string across the street uh. and walk across. Where where do you get your balls? Where the fuck do you get your balls from? Tell me.
1: It's is some people just always want to take things to the
2: next to the level. Next level, man. Even you to know? the
1: point where it's not it's not a smart thing, but we want to find out what people can do. I know where you got your balls from. Where?
2: That's right, motherfucker. Where <laughs> <did> you <documentary>? get <laughs> Look at that. Where do you get your you got, fucking? You balls? got
1: um Joey. You can't show it on the UStream, Brian. No, obviously no.
2: No, but if you we'll Google it, you did you see Google the it. did you see the new cover too? No, I, I seen, put the new one up too. Yeah, he dancing has a little. The first
1: thing. cover Joey put up on Facebook was his balls, and the the title is "Where I Got My Balls." That's the title of his documentary. Yeah. One so of those
3: veins Looked like there was some, some some thick blood in. Oh, that there's one. some big fucking. Nuts. Yeah, one of those
1: veins looks <laughs> like it did it like like it was a road that had been shut down in the fifties. Oh, fucking. It was just cars there. You know I'm, ve- you know, I'm a veiny, veiny motherfucker, dusk, right though? You're a veiny motherfucker All over, all over. Yeah, you Green are veiny. Shit, yeah. fucking yeah. pumping and chill. Mm. You're a very fiery man. Joe
2: Diaz. You don't know mean dog. That's, What's all up, f- that's all the flavor going through your body. Hey, dog, you know how we do it. Flavor, reefer. <laughs>
1: You've had more nicknames than anybody I've ever met in my entire life. I like big And, Baby and they were the only favorite. ones that I ever allowed a man to have that are self imposed. I've had friends that have tried to call themselves something, you're like, Shut the fuck up. You're not the black hornet or whatever, you know, whatever the fuck <laughs> you're trying to be. But with Joey Diaz, it was always mad flavor. Planet Rock. He was Planet Rock for a little bit. Fat babies here. You know, fat baby. yeah, Mitzi with your fat baby. Oh,
2: oh he's so handsome. <laughs> she wanted to lick my nuts. Ah, yeah, Mitzi, I love you.
1: That was a yeah, it was it was really too bad we couldn't have gone to that 40th anniversary thing. I just wish you guys would go there once. I can't man. There's
3: No, no one there that you would even know.
1: It doesn't matter. It's just not my place anymore. It's mm-hmm. not, not my spot to hang out. I, I just uh, I
3: fucking I'm addicted to it again, and it's not, I have no there's idea. why. It's too much
1: animosity with the the people that caused that issue. This you know you can't this go There's go back, always though. a problem whenever a club is legitimately. In the, in, the, in the wrong in a situation like that where someone is trying to step in <coughs> and stop some shit from happening that's been happening a lot that's like it's really obviously bad and this is also going to get a lot of attention and it's going to be good for the club because people are going to want to come down to the club like all the things are in place for them to do the right thing so I, I can never go back there. No, I'm, I'm
2: done. Done. I would. I wouldn't even consider. You, but you I'm can't happy go back for anything. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm for, happy for them, and I hope it stays open forever. Years. It's a great club. That means in 1972 they were doing yeah. their thing, you know, which you have to really appreciate what she did and what she put after. But you know, people have to move on in life. I, yes, exactly. Understand.
1: I feel great that I put in my time Fuck there. Fuck yeah! It was uh, very important for my development as a comedian but after that's over it's over you know i
2: i I'm, i think it's
1: important to have chapters in your life
2: you know i would never I, I considered it about a month ago, just stopping in. I think Ari was there, Redman, and I was like, you know what, you can't go back. Always I always feel like I, I paid my tribute. Yeah, to no, what that we're place was supposed to We're be Marines. About.
1: We did a lot of time there. I did a lot of free shows there. I did a lot of free shows that we pumped up on MySpace. Never got a penny from them, and I replaced the sound system. So I felt like what I did, I was like, I pay, I, I, I gave to what the Comedy Store was to me. So it's, it, I can leave, <clears throat> I can leave it. At peace, in you're peace. at peace with it. Sure yeah. you are, sure I you are. I don't wish them ill. And it's, I left uh, my soul on still one of the, the greatest clubs just to go in, in all of the world, as far as like the history of stand-up comedy. There's only a few places, like the the Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa. That's a crazy one, man. You walk around those walls in the back, and he's got... First of all, that guy Mike Lacey, who owns the Comedy Magic Club, is the nicest, nicest human guy being in the, on fucking the face world. of the Amazing earth. guy. And he's got a back room where the comics sit and they feed you gourmet food. Salmon with mashed potatoes. Delicious, delicious delicious food. And they're they're so generous and so kind that all the writing on the walls, they have brick walls where comedians sign it. They ask you to sign it the first time you work there. All the writing is positive. All of it. That's crazy. Like most
3: clubs you go to, and it's like, you know, cock, fuck, sock, dick, you know, like all these like all My favorite is
1: the punchline in Atlanta. I took a photo of it. It was my favorite thing I ever read on a green room. It said, stop trying to be hicks. Yeah. Whoever you are out there, God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. There's very few things more annoying than when you see a dude trying to be Hicks.
2: You're like, ooh, no. And you smell it coming. Find your own way, there's a thousand man. of them out there that are trying Find to be Hicks. Find your own way, lad. Oh, it's so sad. Don't do it. I've been being at the store hosting for the 10 o'clock show for a year or two. Joe knows this. You know how many Hicks wannabes i seen walking there? There's I was there the night that you were there, that Holtzman referred the kid. And the kid came in, and actually his second joke was, why would Jesus come back? La- why are people wearing crosses around their neck? Right, he went right into it. Right, right, I mean the second joke. He didn't even right. massage your titty or finger bang you. Right. He stole a joke right from the jump. Bam. And I remember Mitzi going, give him the fucking light. And yeah. he got off and went up to him. and tried to be cute. Like, yeah, host referred me, but he's right. I shouldn't belong here. You just did a stolen joke, an obvious one. You didn't even fucking try to hide it and mask it. Or yeah, nothing.
1: Well, that's, well, that's 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 always going to be the case. Do you to be like, people like that, but the amount of people that wanted to be Hicks because he he had such a weird impact on comedians more so than any comedian that I'd ever seen. Because no one, no comedian made you want to change your behavior the way Hicks did. Like Hicks was so charismatic and so confident in what he was doing, and his material was so unique. Like the subject matter was so unique that all these dudes wanted to start acting like him. They wanted to start. They literally adopted his philosophies. You could see it, and when you talked to them, they were like, they were like from the Church of Hicks. And I and I thought about, it. I'm like, Kinnison never did that. Like Kinnison made you laugh, but it was always ridiculous shit about like cadavers uh, getting fucked and you know and and, and Jesus screaming when he's on the cross. It was ridiculous, fun stuff. But Hicks literally almost enticed a school of thought and a bunch of people started being like he is that's kind of what
3: you kind of have the same thing well it's very
1: different i I mean i i've unquestionably was influenced by that guy there's no question and i would never deny it um i think i think every person influences every person around them you know I've, i've been influenced by joey um, I've been influenced by Duncan. I've been influenced by Ari. I yeah. mean, I think we all influence each other.
3: But your style of comedy, I remember when I first saw you, it was very, very like I've never heard anyone talk this kind of way about certain topics, and it was kind of like the a whole – Like almost like a religion almost where that was it was so different than seeing, you know, like fucking Steve Martin with a fucking banjo on the stage, which is what I thought comedy was.
1: Well, right after my first series of mushroom trips is when I started writing shit about the de-evolution of human beings and where the pyramids came from and, you know, where society's going. Like I started writing shit that was just so much different than anything I'd ever written before but it was a, a direct result of my own psychedelic experiences. Before that, everything I was talking about was just like simple base shit because that's really all I was thinking about. I mean, I, I might have had complex thoughts bouncing around in the back of my brain that I could, couldn't figure out how to put together into anything, you know, coherent that I could bring on stage. But once I, once I started doing mushrooms, once I started smoking pot too, it could just completely change my comedy, 100%. Uh, I think um, that's been, if, if I had to say what's the biggest influence in my career, it's pot. <laughs> it's funny that, you know, people don't want to admit that, but I think you have to be honest. You have to be honest. I mean, I for, sur- for sure have done the work myself, for sure. I've sat many an hour in front of the computer, in front of a notepad, and many times on stage performing, and many, you know, many travels on many different airplanes. I've done all that stuff, too, but goddamn weed helps. You yeah. know, you can do a lot of the work, but weed—weed weed most certainly helps. It's—it's it's comedy for—it's
2: steroids for comedy, rather. <clears throat> you know, t- it's, it's amazing how—I uh, was going to tell you this. We were on the phone about a month ago, and we were talking, and we were talking about the success of the podcast. You know, and if you really watch comedy, if you're a real student of comedy, and you're going to agree with me, we forget about this—the fucking tape that changed comedy forever—was Rodney Dangerfield's two specials with those ten killers. From Don yes. Herrera to Hicks the yes. Dice. Look at what those 10 guys did in history of comedy. Yep. Robert Townsend, Roseanne yep. Barr, Dom Herrera, Bill Hicks, yep. Lenny Clark, fucking Bob Nelson. Yep. You look at what those 10 guys did. They changed the... F- Seinfeld. Yep. Seinfeld was on that too. Was he really? Yes. He did the joke with the... How does the hair get on the shower? Does it have his own life? Da-da-da-da. Nobody could reach you in the shower. People try to call you in the shower. He can't talk. He's in the shower. You know, all that bit. Huh. Yeah, look at wow. look at it. Look at the two lineups. The lineups are brilliant. It's Lenny Bruce. Was Tim Allen on one? No. Dice follows fucking Bill Hicks follows Dice. Yeah, I remember that. And it is the most. If you're a comedian and you come to me, what, what do I watch? What do I learn? Just get that tape and watch it over and over. Watch the change of energy of Dice Clay talking about I have a mink, you know, when his mother he discovers jerking off, which is yeah. a great bit. He goes, My mother has a mink that hasn't moved in years. You know, I you want what do you want for dinner? Uh spinach? I came already, that whole bit. Yeah. He destroyed. And Bill Hicks went up there, bro, with this demeanor. How you doing? My name is Bill Hicks. I'm from Houston, Texas. That means I play in places like what is, it was, Enid, Oklahoma. Yeah, let me give you my impersonation of Enid, Oklahoma. Woo hoo! Yeah. That's inside the club. <laughs> you know, he just goes on, but that's the one where he did one of my all-time. This to me is my most favorite <laughs> joke. When he goes, uh, "Fucking Vincent Van Gogh cut his ear off to send to a woman that makes like a dozen roses seem like a booger." Remember, he goes into that one. He goes, he goes, Vince, really, Vince? What, Susie Cole? That to me, when he says, What, Susie Cole? <laughs> <laughs> that, he, and then he goes into being, well, listen to how his material then was hot. He yeah. talked about working at a at a horror movie on Hollywood Boulevard and how people would come in and sit behind them. I remember when I chopped off that guy's head. Yeah. And then he, talk, <laughs> then he talks about when he used to work at a shoe store, a woman's shoe store. And try women's shoes on, but then he went into the bit about, you know, I had a love and she dumped me, and someday when her kids are bringing home rickets and dead animals, that whole yeah, bit, yeah. and he'll be fucking her, and vials of phlegm and yeah. fat and will be coming over her face. I'll be on TV doing this show, yeah. and he took it. He took an infallible position because most comics would have white dice clay and go, forget it, I'm not going up. And he went up there. and He took that energy. And he just weaved it right in front of you, and to me, as a comic, that is the most influential set I've ever seen, because he took heat. He didn't take a good set. Watch it! Yeah. He took heat. He took a guy up there talking about pussy and cock and pounding (laughs) and fuck you up the ass and Mickey Ricky. What was the the nursery rhymes? I mean, Dyke was on fire, dog. Oh, he was on fire. And before that, it was Lenny Clark, and before that, it was Don Herrera. Yeah. Don Herrera was hilarious. You never know those guys that could be missing an arm, but they're still tough. They'll fight you with one arm. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> hey, you you talking to me, I'll fight you with one arm. You know what I'm saying? That's when he does that bit I love of Don Herrera. How you doing, Uncle Vinny? You know? Me, I got, I got this. My asshole hurts. Yeah. My wife, she won't bust my balls, but you know me, I don't complain. I can't complain. I can't complain. <laughs> that shit is priceless. That yeah. Lenny Clark opens yeah. up. Remember, he comes. I you doing. My name is whatever. He, he does. That. You oh. know, one of my first. Bits, oh, that the was First my time heart, I ever bro. got paid
1: was uh, opening for Lenny. Come on, though. The, that this, was uh, my it was heart, My second man. professional gig, but I always, I always lie and say it was my first. But he because
2: took because it was working with Lenny. You know, Joe. He took. A bunch of comics that were big in their regions, because at that time Dice uh-huh. was selling out Rascals, yeah. Grandpa's. Yeah. Dice was killing them in New York. Seinfeld was killing them. Hicks was killing them in Houston. Yeah. They had all come up to the Comedy Store now, and they were all the killers from their they had, region. They're
1: they about uh, a word of mouth killers, is what it was. Kennison, like, yeah. I was like, I was a part of the Boston word of mouth. Right, right. I got to, was, I got a chance to see what it was like. They were
2: killers these yeah. ten. But you know what? If you look at it, that's the same thing the podcast is doing for us. And I got pre- to thank you. Rodney Dangerfield, at the age of 52, he had nothing. And he took these comics that were right there on the brink, bro, and he made them stars. Because the next day, they called fucking Kennison from The Tonight Show. It was over. Seven minutes set. He gave them light. And look what those 10 comics did with their lives. Think about it. I mean, the only guy that really didn't bust a TV show was Dom Herrera. And he's still a damn good fucking comic. Dom Herrera still so kills it. Bob Nelson on that? My name is what? My name is what? What? Shut the fuck up! Can't you see I'm shooting a commercial over here? That's brilliant, bro. Yeah, you know, Bill. I think he does the. Well, there's
1: the connection with me there too, because guess what? If it wasn't for Bob Nelson, I would have never had had Sussman Sussman. as my manager.
2: How fucking crazy is that?
1: My manager used to manage Bob Nelson, and Bob Nelson had uh, decided to. He had become a Christian, and he had decided to have his uh, prayer partner become his uh, manager, and so. My manager said, well, all right, well, I got to go out and find new clients. So he came to Boston, and just by luck, I was going on stage that night. I wasn't even scheduled. I went on stage that night because I had a joke that I wrote that day that I wanted to try out, so I asked him if I could get five minutes. I'd only been doing comedy for, like, two years. I was still, like, a a scrub. I was still, like, a rank amateur, you know? So if it wasn't for him, I would have... Who knows where I would have been, you know? That's the, the hardest thing with comedians is... That a, a, someone who's uh, got that comic mind, that's not the best marketer. That's not the best person for getting their name out there. You know, they're usually like some of the really funny people we know, like Brian Holtzman. You know, I fear a, a world that doesn't know about Brian Holtzman. I shame. F- I it's fear, a fucking shame. I fear a world that doesn't, that never saw the brilliance of that guy right after Susan Smith drowned her kids. That guy went on stage a week after that lady drowned her fucking kids. And it was a huge case all across the country. He goes on stage and goes, I heard they were bad kids. I heard they didn't put away their blocks. I heard they spilt their milk. They sat that close to the TV. Those kids won't be missed. And you're like, holy shit! I've tried to get him on
3: so many podcasts. Like, there's he so many people it? like that. That that's why I love doing podcasts because I love getting people to see people like Brian yeah. or like Brody Stevens. A Brody Stevens,
1: yeah. Well, your podcast has certainly exposed Brody, yeah. you know. And uh, the Ice House Chronicles have, and, and and you know, having him on this podcast has. You know, and, and Galfinakis loves Brody. Brody's just, uh, he's, to me, like just one of those little brilliant works of art that you see out there in the world where you just like, you stumble upon something that's not like anything else. And, you know, you got to learn to appreciate it. But what I get out of Brody is all positive. You know, especially now that he's, uh, he's really feeling healthy again. You know, all I get out of Brody is a nice guy who has funny shit to say. You know, he he chimes in some really, uh really like, personal funny shit he's just a, a gem yeah.
2: he's a gem of a, a dude he's a good guy and I, him and that, I know i know that motherfucker from seattle, seattle and bro, he's he a guy a fucking, uh, he, he's just an amazing he's guy, a
1: crazy guy, great guy but he's also <laughs> a guy that's not the best at marketing himself and that's the only reason is? why the world what was not, the last exactly? time you met a
2: fucking funny comic that marketed? Exactly. we think richard Pryor went home and got on myspace at night he didn't <laughs> You know, you had to be funny by fucking making the ranks yeah. in the old days. You had to bang it out. You know, very interesting. A couple of weeks ago, you were saying uh, you had uh, talked to Steven uh, Perry, Joe Perry on Twitter, Yeah. And you were thinking of getting him on the show. Think of Aerosmith. It was 1974. The Boston Red Sox were everything. Check 1974 in Boston. The hockey team was up there. The Celtics, what can I tell you about them in '74? They owned the world. And here's these five dirty motherfuckers rocking it. And all of a sudden, they'd put two albums on. and have to get your wings. Uh, the, the rumor was that they were on heroin. You'll never see him perform again. And they released an album named Rocks. And the first cut of the album, he comes out and yells, I'm back. And he destroyed music forever. There was no, t- <laughs> there was no Twitter. They should, they should chop that up for a fucking album. There Aerosmith. was no Twitter. Greatest There hits was no Facebook. CD that they there sell. was no nothing, Joe Rogan. You had to do it with talent. You had to make that much of an explosion in New Hampshire to fuck these motherfuckers to come to and watch you. You yes, think about man. what Aerosmith did I was in 1964. I've always been a huge you Aerosmith fan. You think about what you have a minute, you go home and you put on rocks. Look at yeah. the cover of the fucking rocks. It's five <laughs> diamonds five diamonds, five guys that didn't even talk to themselves. Two guys split. And I opposite sides of the house, and the drummer and the bass player talked. Everybody else didn't talk. You Why? You had to sign your name because now they were on the fucking H. You had to <laughs> sign your name to book the studio, which was in the basement. So you imagine me and you living in the same house. We hate each other, but we're still in the band. Look at Rocks. Rocks, and they did this for Rocks, Toys in the Attics, and something else because they got five albums. Oh, Draw the Line. They got five, five albums that I'll put up against anybody. Get your wings, I'll put it up against Rocks, I'll put it up against anybody. Bring it. Yeah. I'll put it up against any Pink Floyd Rocks. Uh when they and when Joe Perry takes those heroin, fucking put on nobody's fault. Listen to nobody's oh, yeah. flaw. Listen to fucking uh Oh my God, I've been listening to all oh, Kings and Queens. Oh yeah. When he not the not the not the version on the greatest, it's they chop the heroin guitar. <laughs> the long version, and you hear Joe Perry fucking, your soul taps. Joe Perry was a bad motherfucker.
1: You know, there was a time when um, Kurt Cobain killed himself. That there was uh, something going on between Aerosmith. It was like Steven Tyler and Bob Goldthwaite were having some back and forth thing where Steven Tyler was talking about. I'm pretty sure it was Aerosmith, and they were saying that like Nirvana, like was you know the the last thing they would give a shit about was 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 Aerosmith. <coughs> And I remember thinking, how can anyone say that? Like, Aerosmith, it, they became ballads for movies. They became ballads for movies. But there was a period of time. You know, Walk This Way, I mean, come on, man.
2: Bro, look, if from 84 fucking on, badass. what they came back to, they were five guys that were strong so much on heroin. Even Night at the Ruts, which was torn by the critics. If you put it on, it's a great fucking album. It's a great album. That's when he left. And I remember I went to see him. And I went to see the Joe Perry Project. Open up, heart opened up for them. Jesus At Radio Christ. City again, I was in a quaalude and I grabbed the fucking blonde by the ankle. Security almost fucking. You killed grabbed me. the the, guitar the blonde. Around? I fucking grabbed the. Did you I really bite that fucking ankle, you dirty blonde bitch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that bitch could play. Let me guitar. tell you something. Bro. But you, you know, it's it's funny because I read that after Tyler went on American Idol, uh, Aerosmith sold a bunch of albums, but they only sold albums up to "Love in an Elevator" and all that shit. They're fucking original. The bloodline. These kids can't handle it. You put on "Get Your Wings," tra- Train Kept a Rolling live, and they mix it into because if you listen to Train Kept a Rolling, that's never been done before. It starts studio, but it ends live. What were they
1: doing? What was Hart doing that made them so good? Were they doing heroin?
2: <laughs> what were they uh, I doing? don't know. What did she their do? Their first fucking two or three albums, Little Whatever. God, God damn, God that's some great. Damn, song.
1: no, no, no. Barracuda
2: is a great tremendous, fucking tremendous. song. And what about, bro? What about Oh, Oh, oh Girl? Listen to the words yeah. on that, bro. It's about a girl who's getting drilled, yeah. and she loves the cock, and Whoa. she ain't coming home no more Whoa. for a while. Try to understand, try to understand, try, 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 try to understand. understand. He's a He's magic a ma- man, mama. Magic Listen man. to how she says it. He's a magic man, mama. That yeah. dick is driving mama crazy.
1: God damn, no shit.
2: That's a dude who's just sending home the goods. That's when you're 18 and you run into a 22-year-old that's <laughs> been slinging dick since he was 13. And <laughs> you've he been just eating didn't. ass. And you've been, like, fucking a Cub Scout who just banged you straight.
1: Men and, love to do that, too. Oh, Men they, they turn to, you Men love to just leave a devastating impression. Like, you know, it's almost like getting off stage when your dice going, follow that. <laughs>
2: It's like being sixteen and fucking a girl and getting out of school when she's right there ready to carry your books. That means you laid some pipe on that bitch.
1: That's an important thing to do too in a relationship, man. You gotta rock that chick. You never understood if, and then again, it really goes back to the golden principle of life. The more things you do that make other people feel good, the better you feel good.
3: Maybe you just had a card trick that was really cool.
2: You gotta rock. You, you gotta rock. You like when you, you're I'm married gonna you to on a silent, woman. You when you're married to a woman, after six or seven years, you lose that spark. So every once in a while you that's get. A, why you, you need get, weed. You get a piece of ass that's like every other week. That's like just a piece of ass. But every two months or every month you come home one night, you pull it by the hair and rip the panties off, and you get down. You got to rock it. You got it's like Anderson Silva. He's got to smack somebody every ninety days. You gotta smack somebody every ninety days. You know what I'm saying? That's Anderson Silva. Did He's, he say that? Who? Did Anderson Silva say No, that? but he smacks somebody every 90 days, don't he? It <laughs> I was like, somebody's going to attribute that to him via <laughs> Joey D. Even if he says it, what is he going to Well, you're going to understand. I bop, I I smack in the face. You don't know what the uh. fuck he's saying. But he <laughs> smacks somebody in the face every 90 days. That's what he does.
1: Anderson Silva is living a life, man. That's a fascinating cat right there.
2: No, we missed out. And I gonna, really you know they're gonna have that fight in Vegas now. I know you got off the fucking hook. You you better. Bl- I wanted to go to Vegas. You, I had a great time in Rio. I know Rio you had beautiful. a great time in Rio, but if, if a Chael flight, Sonnen would have fucking, that's what I was worried Chuck, about. You, they would have well, dismantled was, you like uh, what's that Charles Bronson for movie people the don't know? There was yet. gonna be
1: a fight in uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, in an eighty thousand seat soccer arena yeah. between Anderson Silva and Chael Sonnen, the most anticipated rematch maybe in the history of the UFC. The first fight. Four rounds of complete domination by Chael Sonnen took him down always on top grounding a pound and dropping punches down and then the fifth round Anderson catches him with a triangle and come from behind a victory. Incredible fight right? Okay so they were going to fight they were going to have a rematch in the soccer stadium but all Chael Sonnen does is talk shit about Brazil. He's coming on the week of May 7th. We're working out the date but he's going to be on because he's got a book out and if it's a Chael Sonnen book I guarantee you it's tremendous. That dude is a funny motherfucker. He in my opinion is the best sh- shit talk are the best fight promoter of any sport period if you knew that guy you knew what he's really like and then you see like what kind of a, a ruckus he can stir up and how much clever shit he comes up with and how great he is at answering questions of those q a's off the cuff i still don't prepared. see
2: a ticket for brazil so it all went down oh, to yeah to well went down to two this is to what be. happened the u.n know, has know, a meeting i know That's the first couple for days for september then Let's reschedule for September. Joe, Joey, Joey, Joey. No, it's no, no, take no. place in I, July. I want to see it. I don't want to see it. In, what are you I see it about? in Brazil I Oh, you see it listen, in that's dangerous. To prove a point. Well, you shouldn't have said nothing. They <laughs> he, said
1: nothing. he, most certainly shouldn't have said something bad about the country of Brazil. Because let me tell you something. I've never seen a country as fiercely loyal Fierce. as Brazil. He talks shit. Now you got to yeah, go down there. They bro. love. And I love Chile. They, and they I, love you know, each other. Go they love the Brazilians. Love being Brazilian, man. They're There is so much pride in Brazil. It's they. It's like you know a lot like that too is Canadians. There's a lot of Canadians who will come down here and they find out you're a comedian and they're really excited to tell you about real funny Canadian comedians. Like we've got, you know, Canada's got some really good comics. You know, Jim Carrey came from Canada. You know, like they're like proud, proud to be Canadian, but not as nutty as the Brazilians, man. Brazilians, they, I've never seen anything like it. I've seen guys fight in Canada against Canadians and the Canadians, even though they were rooting for the Canadian fighter, for sure, were very polite for the most part, to the American fighter, whoever the fighter was from whatever country, in Brazil, they're chanting out, you're going to die. Jeez. They're chanting. it. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about a whole crowd. The guy gets that. on the, the scale for the weigh-in, and they're chanting out this thing. So I don't, I don't know what the fuck they're saying. And so I, I asked the lady, I said, um, what are they saying? She goes, they're saying you're going to die. Wow. And I was like, you're, the, whole cro- the whole crowd is saying you're going to die? And so then we're at the fight, and it was um, one of the dudes from um, from uh, uh, Brazil. Uh, fuck, I can't remember his name. And he fought Mike Pyle. God damn it. Ricardo Punch. Ricardo yes, Ricardo Funch. Funch. Ricardo Sorry. Funch, who actually, I was trying to, I was getting confused. I was connecting him with Gonzaga, because I know he trains at Team Link in uh, Western Massachusetts with Gonzaga. Um, and uh, Mike Pyle knocks him out. And Mike Pyle is like bowing to everybody, trying to bow, and they're booing like at the top of their fucking lungs man they're going crazy by the time i get into the octagon he's saying i just want to say that i love brazil it's an honor to be here and this and that and they're chanting out something so it sounds like cigano cigano and so i asked the lady i said what are they chanting out she goes uh they're chanting out for junior dos santos cigano and so i go "Oh, oh okay that wasn't what they were saying they were saying fegano i think is how you say it which means faggot wow so, 18,000 people were chatting out faggot to a guy who is bowing to them and saying, Thank you. I love Brazil. I love it here. Thank you very much. Like, they were just mad that he beat a Brazilian. They are so passionate and nationalistic that if Chael Sonnen won, my God. I, that's the
2: only reason why I was worried about you. The only one I'm worried yeah. about is you and Goldie. You know, that's it. Yeah, I well, they off. had a
1: wall of security around him. He was just in Brazil recently. They had a wall of security around him. You it's ever an, see the Robert Kennedy assassination? Yes. It
2: would have been just like that. That's the way. All you oh, would have heard was... Fuck that noise. Yeah, well, it could have been, man. We could have seen him get <laughs> that's assassinated. That's not a I'm joke. Brazil. That's yeah. all you... Ah! Ah! What happened? Yeah. He's on the floor. Get a towel! It would have been all... A, no. Yeah. That's all you would have heard in Brazil. I think
3: from now on, all UFC should be in Japan. Dice.
1: Yeah, Japan <laughs> was very polite. Japan was the most polite place I've ever been in my life. Have, Tokyo. You,
3: been, have you been following the shit lately about the reactor? Like yeah, the last well, couple days? I've been
1: following what appears to be an article that's written on one of those fear sites. Oh, it's exactly like the it end is. of the world's coming, and apparently, according to a lot of people that read it on Twitter, the science is not correct and it doesn't make sense. But that said... I'm just repeating shit that I read. I don't really have any... I hope not, man. I want to ...knowledge reactor. whatsoever. But it doesn't seem like it's good. I mean, what's going on with that fourth reactor? Is that thing melting down too? <sighs> I, I read something about the fourth reactor. I was like, Jesus Christ, is that a possibility? Does that, Can you imagine if they have four reactors that melt down and turn that whole place into just a, a radioactive sewer? You would be sewer? fucked too. People are saying, when within that
3: fear thing, when people are saying that California was already getting fucked
1: yeah well they're saying that we have higher levels of radiation than than ever before and they're attributing it to fukushima they're saying that it's getting in, it's in boulder colorado they're saying it's uh it's essentially all over the country you can't stop it you know it just it just flows over the, the question is how much of it can we absorb before it becomes dangerous that's the question i don't know I don't know but they are saying that we are experiencing higher levels of radiation than usual because of these Japanese reactors is there any the whole, I think it's the whole is country. there
3: any kind of like on it type shit that that, that yes. would help you yes um,
1: potassium iodine potassium iodine is it offers protection to different parts of uh, your body uh, especially your um, your thyroid gland can be adversely affected by radiation wow there's been a lot
3: of thyroid cancers lately and and
1: thyroid disease I don't know Recent if that, that's been since the reactor, but I mean, there's right. a lot of environmental factors and genetic factors that can contribute to that too, right?
3: Dude, you need to have a zombie away for on it. That's just that zombie that's away. The, yeah, seriously, yeah,
1: keep you from getting fucked by radiation. Yeah, well, so. Yeah, maybe. I don't, know, um, I don't know what the fuck the future of energy is, man, but it's real scary that something like that Fukushima shit can ever happen because we're looking at such a small time frame, okay? We're looking at, here's, here's the Earth in 2012, right? Picture this. In 2012, 100 years ago, there was no nuclear power at all. There was nothing like it, okay? That's 100 years ago. They had not figured that out yet. Just the idea that in 100 years, you can have Chernobyl, you can have 5 mile 3 mile island you can have fukushima you can have all those take place it's huge gigantic disasters that fuck those areas beyond repair for a hundred thousand plus years. Just the fact you can have three of those inside a hundred year period where nuclear power exists. How long do you think nuclear power is going to last, you motherfuckers? Nuclear power is going to last for thousands and thousands of years. You're going to accumulate a certain amount of these fucking disasters. And the more you do, the more you're going to have unlivable spots everywhere in the world. If you want your disaster, there's your fucking disaster. What about the there's ones an almost inevitable about. disaster.
2: What about the ones we don't know about? Yeah. What do we think? that
1: they're- Well, how about the storage of the stuff? That's the real issue. Yeah. They, don't know, they don't know where to store the waste. They they store it in Nevada, and that's one of the reasons why you get gambling in Nevada is that they did a lot of tests. They did a lot of nuclear tests, and they also did do a lot of nuclear storage. And so these deals that they've made...
2: <laughs> You're right on top of the Mandalay
1: Bay, it. breathing that shit.
2: Well, look at I Van Nuys.
3: We might be breathing it right now. You know what's crazy? Sure, they it's found possible. the soccer
2: ball. Did you guys see that? The kid from... Uh, with yes Earth, japan with, and they, they yeah. found it in alaska yeah so if they found the soccer ball that shit's already there my friend that Simi soccer Valley. ball didn't show up by itself well then it's 100
1: proof something. that radiation yes. is hitting our shores yes, because our shores. they've said they've said that they've already you know they, they can actually track it in the gulf stream they know where the radio you know because they had to pour millions of gallons of ocean water on the uh, reactors to cool them off and they're still doing that they're still doing the same thing So they're just wantonly polluting a huge area of ocean to stop their issue. And there's no other solution. I I don't know how else they're going to cool it off. I don't know what the fuck they could go. I mean, it's almost like they they need science to come up with some incredible innovation to stop the, the meltdown of this thing. I mean, who would have ever thought that that's how a reactor is, is that there's no way to stop it? is that once you run out of power, like literally you can't contain the energy and then it just eats through its containment cell and it becomes incredibly toxic. Like who would have ever thought that they would make something that seems so likely to fail? So likely. What if it got hit by a meteor? We're fucked? (laughs) You know, really? You know, why would anybody let them build that? It's almost, it's, it's almost like they had something and they were sure that they would have it completely harnessed in 20 years, but just launch it today and cross our fingers that the power doesn't go off for 20 years. But in 20 years from now, we're going to know how to deal with this stuff. The fuck we are, we might not ever be able to figure out how to deal with nuclear
2: waste. It might be just one of not, those not things. Not lifetime, you know, not a lifetime, but maybe not. Maybe when they not. start talking half-lives of like 100,000 years. Dog, and not to mention that, all right, so we have all this radioactive shit, what about all the oil? That's been hitting the ocean. What about the shit that happened last year? All this shit accumulates. Yeah. This is all. This is all affects our fucking cheat one way or another. This all this shit pollution, oil in the water. We're not catching a break from any fucking direction. The only one who's going to catch a break is living in fucking Montana, where they found the teeth of those dinosaurs. That's it. I mean, now Where else can we? You can't drink ocean water in fucking twenty. We don't know what we're drinking. Two years ago they did a thing that there's drugs in the water that you drink, you know, small percentiles of, uh, you know, fucking Valium or whatever the fuck they found, you know, which doesn't affect me. I don't give a fuck. It ads to my party, but I'm just talking about there's a ton of shit out there that we don't even know about. That's what we know about. We know about that. What about in all these, what about when we talk about Rocky Flats in Colorado? We think those people are out there because they're making that up. Those people are real intelligent out there and they said that shit was leaking for years. They had proof from Rocky Flats. So we sit here for hours and talk about Boulder and all this shit how great it is. But those people had proof that there was leakage up there in that beautiful fucking area. (laughs) Have you you ever gone to Rocky Flats? When you drive to Rocky Flats, you know you're somewhere that you're not supposed to be. Remember that show The Hitchhiker on HBO? He'd be hitching and there's nothing out there, just Mm. flat land. Mm. That's it. How beautiful is Colorado? When have you ever seen a flat part of Colorado? When you hit Rocky Flats, the mountains are far the fuck away. And the whole area is flat. Very, the air is thinner. Like, there's a little fucking guy in a security thing with, like, an army jeep by himself. This is the entrance to like Rocky Like a Stephen Flats. King movie. It's like a, it's like, it, it's like the continuation like the to The Shining. Like, it's gray out there. When you go out there, Colorado is sunny. Like, I've told you before, Boulder gets as much sunshine as Hawaii, a huh? little Hawaii year. Yeah. When you go out to Rocky Flats, it even feels gray. It's probably the government, man. They up. probably shoot that harp shit. Now, where is the place where you go underneath? Uh, what's the name of that in Colorado? The where place the Air Force underneath. has uh, uh, NORAD. I'm sorry, NORAD. NORAD's is, in Colorado? Where? Is it not NORAD in Colorado? Can Maybe you check it for me, please? Sure, yeah, yeah, sure it is. NORAD's in Colorado. You know, like when you go in Boulder, NORAD, where the fuck is NORAD? Exactly.
1: They have a place
2: know. the devil's thumb and bowl. North
1: it. American Aerospace Defense Command. How's that NORAD? I don't know. Defense mm-hmm. Command. N-A-A-D-C. It's underneath. That's why they always said Mm. if
2: you live in Boulder in Colorado, it's great. But Mm. the first places that are going to get bombed is going to be Colorado Mm. because they're going to try to destroy NORAD, even though it's just a fucking, they have 20 NORADs, and we have more uh, uh, higher fucking whatever ones now. NORAD was built God knows when. I mean, by now, we must have other caves that are fucking stronger, but they've always said that NORAD is one of the first places they'll take out. Look at it. Read about it. Norad is one of the first places. It's in uh,
1: Colorado Springs. It's It's located at Patterson Air Force Base. If you've ever been to Colorado Springs, Colorado Springs is like all military, man.
2: All military. All military. In 1985, the number one growing city in the country and number three for crime at the same time. And the GI not there. Yeah, Colorado Springs was no fucking joke in '85 because I almost moved there. That's how I ended up in Boulder on the plane. Somebody said, "You don't want to go to Colorado Springs? That's a GI town, dog. Get your yeah. ass in a Boulder with some bitches." It's
1: a, it's a GI, it's a GI town, and it's also a really religious town. Very religious. Very religious. Colorado Springs is where Ted Haggard is from. That dude had that crazy minister and was winding up uh, doing crystal math and
3: it's probably easy to get religious when you live there, just because of all the beauty around you. You know, you probably have like, yes, there is a maker of this. This is amazing and gorgeous. And this, it's
1: also easy to uh, get religious in a, um, a an army town. You know, that's just a fact. Yeah. Like, mil- military about. towns. You know, there's no there's no atheists in
2: foxholes. Right. That's an old when I got the Colorado dog, it made me want to smoke more fucking reefer. Yeah, I be honest. With you. As soon as it's I so gorgeous, base I became a reefer head professionally. I was always a reefer head, once I moved to Colorado, I'm like, I get it now. Dude, you're in God's motherfucking country. It really
1: is God's country. You know, when you're driving through the mountains, like I always just described to you, the, the feeling that you get is just like something, if you're looking at the most incredible work of art, if you're looking at a beautiful like a credible work of art like that feeling of awe and inspiration and just a, a, a really a wave of happiness washes over your body that's what it's like when you're driving around in boulder i mean that's how crazy it is you know that's well, if you, have mouth. you ever seen coeur d'alene idaho yeah i've been there oh yeah, jesus I've there. jesus christ is it beautiful, beautiful. up there Fucking oh beautiful. my god dude i looked at some photos online and i'm like this doesn't even look real these people, there's a town up there and apparently it's like a lot of like fat cats and it's like, um, where's that one place in Wyoming? There's like a, a famous place in Wyoming where like Dick Cheney's got a ranch and Cheyenne. No, I don't know where Not it is. Not Rivetson, nothing like that, no, no. Well, how about this? Let's, well, I'll, I'll just type in rich people Wyoming and I bet it'll come <laughs> up. But they all have this, uh, they, they have like uh, a town up there where it's like all like bankers and billionaires and shit like that. Oh, come on. I can't find it. Rich people live in Wyoming Butthole, in Wyoming Butthole so. Jackson, Hole. Jackson Hole. Jackson Hole, yeah, yeah. It's Jackson Hole. That's Bro, it. motherfuckers. Right? This, yeah, oh, they beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Out a way I've been to there. Have a spot where all rich people live. You know, they, that's what they did. They pieced it together. There was a spot, you know, where it's like it's all like mansions and ranches and shit. You ever look? You ever go online just for a goof and like look at real estate in different it's towns? Fucking amazing. I like to do that. I like to All see. All right, it. I went
2: to Cheyenne. I went to Jackson's Hole, Wyoming, and my room—not my roommate. The guy that lived next door to me in, in uh, Snowmass Village in '83, his father died, so he came to him. And then he goes, "I'm in to bind. I really need like 600 bucks for my plane ticket." I gave it to him. I said, "Don't worry about it. Your father died." When he came back, he goes, "I really want to do something nice for you." He was the manager of Sport Kalen. Sport Kalen's a big ski shop in Aspen at the time. Right. And he used to get demos. He's the guy that first taught me how to ski. This guy did a lot for me. And one day, he goes, I want to take you on a trip to uh, him and his wife. We're going to take me to a trip to uh, Jackson's Hole to ski. At the time, I was pretty decent on 185s, but I wasn't fucking good at all. 185s? That's 180. You know, your skis, 185s, 205s. I was okay. These motherfuckers took me to Jackson Hole. My president was to go on a helicopter <laughs> and jump out of a helicopter into snow. And, guys, I ain't afraid to oh tell you. Oh, my God. Fuck I couldn't do it. That. You couldn't do it? No, I wouldn't. It good looked, for you. You're smart. smart. No, fuck you. I should have done it. Oh, yeah. oh, fuck yeah. I should have eaten mushrooms. And it was just 20-foot drop. It was just a 20-foot drop, and you're dropping into, you know. You know uh, Dr. Steve, my 180 buddy. 180 Steve inches. Yeah, I talked to him this morning. You're jumping into a 180-inch base. Of snow. So you're basically landing in 30 feet of snow. Nothing's going to happen to you. You're just going to go down a little bit and then the mountain's this way and you shoot. But that's the present. Really?
1: You're 30 feet of snow, and you're on the top you, of it. You
2: know how fucking much base there is in the top of a mountain of snow. 30 feet. There's got to be 20 feet. It snows all fucking. Oh my you know when God. you when you look look right now. What's the base in Aspen? They'll give you 114 <laughs> inches. Whatever the fuck they give you is the base. What, you,
1: what does it feel like to be
2: in an avalanche? Imagine that. I couldn't even. There's one that.
1: recently where a bunch when you of look back gone. and that
2: shit's chasing you. But you know when you go skiing, even skiing. Like I listen, uh, three years ago I shot a movie in uh, Colorado, and I went up there and they gave me a ski pass for the day, and it was great. I got on the gondola, I put the skis on, I skied around the top, and I was up there for too long, and I got oxygen sickness. You know, high level, whatever right. it was, too fucking Hypoxia, high. Hypoxia, what whatever called? it was, you get dizzy and shit. So I went down, but. My skiing days are over. But if you ever get the chance and you're young and you knees and whatever, and you eat a mushroom, because that's what those people do. They eat Appar- mushrooms and go skiing.
1: Apparently, uh, snowboarding is easier to learn. Yeah, snowboarding. It's easier? It's great. It I, really is great. I don't think so. No? When you went so? this last
2: time, did you see your children ski? Don't your children ski? No, don't, they're, did, they're did they a little they too young. Oh, they're 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 too young. I thought you were saying that they, uh, no. they call them ski bunnies. And they take them when they're three. Really? And they teach them how to ski. And here you are, twenty years old. You've been lifting weights, drinking protein shakes, and here you are walking like a zombie. And these little fucking four-year-olds go by you doing nice things dad! Fuck you! And you feel like a fucking moron. You're like, look at these. But they're lower claw. They're lower to gravity. Mm. So it's easier for them. You know saying? Right. But it, well, then it, it I, should
1: be easier for me too. <sighs>
2: You know, I've got a I, lower I, gravity. It I, took me three hours to walk from sport gambling to the lift, bro. I grew up I'm in, in the ski club. Three hours because I put the skis on. I thought I was going to be like oh, everybody else. Oh, no. But I kept falling and falling. You were the, walking with
1: the skis like on? Like a
2: fucking Momo, you know, like you just, trying to practice. Did you have ski poles? Yeah, I had the so poles. So you were doing like oh, cross-country type? Yeah, that's That's shit. a different
1: type of ski. I thing. would
2: yeah. go skiing with you
3: guys anytime you want. No, to. not really? now. Yeah. No, no, no. Really? You ski? I grew up skiing in up ski
2: club. Don't you have like a wonky knee, though? Yeah, that doesn't did it when he was younger. See, when you're 12 but and 13 you, and you, you ski, nothing happens to you. It's you're just wrong. leaning. You, say, uh, you have a, a leaning leg. left and it's right. just leaning left and right. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. When really? you're a kid yeah. and you go skiing, your knees are fucking nothing. Your cartilage yeah. is strong, everything's Man. strong. You just bounce. Like I said, you don't twist. It's when you get old to that. Those skis cross. You're fucking history.
1: I never fucked with anything when I was growing up that involved the cold. I didn't want to play Let hockey. I don't want to ice no, no, skate. No, Fuck
2: no, you. No. I hate the cold. Skiing. I really enjoy it. <laughs> it's amazing. I really, really? enjoy it that. at that, like that fun. age. I had never done it in Jersey because why would you do it in Jersey? Eddie the, Bravo says it's like close to sex. It, it, it is. When you're flying and yeah. you hear that wind going and then you realize it's yeah. you. Your body is like a car. Yeah. And you're yeah. just going you around. You realize like it's you.
3: Pass and you see like all this. Like you're in the forest. It's like it's, 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 you yeah.
1: can't describe I'm, it. I don't trust myself, man. I'm too fucking impulsive.
2: And this is what would happen to me, Joe Rogan. I would go, jump off the gondola, and I would start skiing and go and tuck. You know, But Brian, I would tuck and get a great stance, and I'd be balanced. And all of a sudden, I realized... I'm going a little bit too fast. Yeah. Oh, and I would fucking crash yeah. on my own. Like, I'd be scared. I'd scare myself. Oh, me too. Like, I'm going too fucking fast. Why? No, 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 no. And I'd fucking plow and take. I told you, I would take out ski lines. I would just take out a line, tuck my fucking head, and go for broke. Would you really? Yeah. How many times did you do that? Oh, a couple, Doug. I'm embarrassed yeah, to yeah. say it, but. It's easy to freak yourself it's out e- It's easy to freak yourself out. You <laughs> yeah. freak yourself out. You're like, once your people are next to you, and like they start going faster, and you're like, oh no no, no 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 no, because you know what the results are. How many times have you fallen? Your ski is two miles up the fucking yeah, hill, and you got to fucking climb up with those boots and go get. You don't know how many times I got on a gondola with like three old. And I call them gondolas. I'm sorry, the lift. You don't know how many. times. What's the difference? Uh, the gondola has a hut and it's warm, and you could smoke dope in there and people. Oh, sit so across a gondola your... is like a little house. Yeah, it's like a little house. So you don't know how many times. I swear to God, I got on a gondola. And you know, hi, I'm Brian. Hi, you don't mind? No, no, come on in. Where are you guys from? Texas? Oh, nice. Where are you from? Jersey? Uh, what are you going to do? Oh, we're doctors. And all of a sudden, right before you're ready to tip off, they're like, do you mind if we spark a joint? And you're like, come on, yeah, we are going to spark. Or sometimes they give you a Do mushroom. you think that's
1: still going on like that? Most
2: people go, listen, it's like anything it's else. Like people go on vacation, yeah. they go to lose their fucking Well,
1: mind. yeah, and by the way, it's going to make it feel better. Yeah, you know, mushrooms,
2: makes- they eat mushrooms, and they go to Apres Skiing, which you sit in a jacuzzi and talk to people from 5 uh, to 7. I don't do that kind of thing. I don't do that stuff yeah, either. He, he's really weird with the jacuzzis. No, the no, not room. me. I'm just saying <laughs> that's what they do up there. You, you, you ski till 4, and it's called Apres Skiing. I pray skiing is where people go, and they mingle, and they talk shit, and they sit around, You have a and you have a waitress who comes and brings you drink. That's what I pray skiing is. It's nothing bad. I'm not into jacuzzis or nothing, but I like the skiing part. You know, I had a ski pass. I worked at, I'm
1: worked i not into jacuzzi. Yeah, into, I
2: worked at Mr. Video, so he gave me a ski pass. So the video store wouldn't open until 12, so I would hit the slopes from 9 to about 11.30, go home, eat a sandwich, and go to work. I had a three-mountain slope. I would never go to Ajax. Ajax is like this, Doug. That's not for Uncle Joey and you. Ajax is like this with lumps, so you don't know what. Uh, uh, uh. So you like is, it is like, like a, this. You like hit a rock? Like yeah. Like Aspen, a lump. Ajax is like this, like this, motherfuckers, with lumps. So Ooh, people Jesus jump God off Christ. and land that oh, type of shit. God. No, 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 no. I went one time and I told. Stop this right Ooh. now. Get me back. I'm going down. I ain't, I ain't afraid to tell you. Aspen Mountain, I can ski. And Snowmass, I was the king because...
1: Have you ever seen videos of those guys going down the side of a mountain and an avalanche is chasing them? Yeah, oh, please. Fuck please. that shit. <laughs> Whoa, that's a fucking crazy thing to do with your time.
2: Joe Rogan, one time I was living in Aspen. I was planning a jewelry heist. There was a jewelry store at Snowmass Village. Bro, I destroyed the Snowmass Village Mall Christmas Eve. If you can look up that paper, look up uh, Snowmass paper, whatever it is, you 1983. Uh, why not? It's 30 years ago. It's going to be 30 fucking years ago. Because the um, statute of limitations Who ran out. Who gives a fuck? The statute of limitations ran out on me, bitch, right? so. <laughs> I was up Aspen Mountain one night, and I, and I got kinky. I just started opening up doors. And the next day in the paper, Christmas Day, they had a thing that said, Snowmass Mall burglarized Christmas Eve. So I was like, there's a jewelry store I'm going to rob up there. They were up there for years. I'm going to rob these motherfuckers. And at the time, I had the guy that, I was an electrician. I was uh, an apprentice electrician. I, bent, uh, I I was a residential wireman, and I also bent pipe for the fucking the, the commercial guys. So I asked one of the electricians, I go, can you help me fucking... Um, Get this wire in. So he looked at it and he goes, We could do it. You could cut the wire and the alarm won't go off. So the cops will never react to you. So I had two weeks to go. So I went back to Jersey and I went up there one Monday in the blizzard. It was a perfect night. It's a fucking blizzard. The cops can't get up to there to me. I get up there, I cut the fucking wire, I break the glass, and something makes me turn around and I see the cop cars and, and uh, Audis. They had not Audis, sobs, sobs. Then I seen the lights, but they didn't have the sirens, but they were down away from me. They were down. This is just to show you how smart your brother, Uncle Joey is. They were down away from me. So it's a blizzard. They can't catch me. So I put my hood on. I didn't rob the jewelry stores, but they're coming. So I start running. I start running. I fucking fall down the slope. I cut around. There was, you know, back ways to get into my house. I lived on D12, Creekside. I climb into the apartment. I take my clothes off. I fucking, I'm sitting there. And within an hour, I get a knock on the door. And I open the door, and it's two sheriffs. And they're like, hi, how you doing now? Have you seen anything suspicious? And I'm like, no, not really. And they're like, yeah, somebody tried to rob the jewelry store tonight. Me, the fucking genius, I walked in the snow and made a path. <laughs> oh. Right to my fucking door. Oh. So the guy says to me, uh, you haven't been out all night? I'm like, no, nah, I've been home all night watching TV. And he's like, whose boots are those? And I look down and you can see the snow falling off and melting right in the heat. And I'm like, they my boots. And he goes, so you haven't been out on that? I go, no, nah, I had to go out to the car to get the fucking cassette out of the car or whatever. He goes, well, it's funny, because the path from that jewelry store oh, leads right to that fucking door. You silly bitch. They that's had like, me, but they had no charges on I me. Mean, I disappeared two weeks later, so before oh, the cops serious. came knocking for me. Two weeks takes that long to bring you to court? They had nothing. They had no fingerprints. They just had, at the time, footprints. it was about 20 fucking, nah, they can't, they had to mix them in. Cutting the by wire. By the time, I'll get Barry Sheck. They had no tools or nothing by the time they, remember, for them to come in your house, unless you let them, they have to have a warrant. So they couldn't get you on just the
1: footprint from no, there
2: to your house? No, I could because I told them, I went out to the car, I could have mixed it into somebody else. What the fuck? I get defenseless. What the fuck, dog? Don't make me call Barry Sheck. You're How
1: clean it's... were these footprints?
2: Were these By logs? that time, the footprints of snow had fallen off. These, like, Silent Night but they're still yeah they were still night. over Holy yeah. night. Those are those
1: depressing times for some reason, man. A lot of people ice themselves around Christmas. Uh, yeah, please. that song is. That depressing.
2: song. That's the fucking problem. Jesus. But what is it about people that study. ice
1: themselves around holidays? Is it just they don't feel loved and they it's just get they A get lot of money, depression? depression yeah. into it? Yeah. You know, for
2: some people, the holidays a lot of pressure. Somebody leaves somebody mm-hmm. you really love. I mean, there's I a lot wish, of that. I wish in my life I got to love somebody that once they were gone I would die. Like you ever hear like a, yeah. a wife dies and yeah. later the husband dies. It happens that's, all the time. We, happens all the time because it's happened press- with
1: my grandparents. We talked about it yeah, yesterday. We actually, about it. it's very sad, Man.
2: but. I never thought yeah. about you know Joe and all the shit that I went through. I never thought about icing myself. I just always considered. But it a why fucking...
1: um why Christmas though? It seems like there's like high <sighs> expectations of love, and then you measure yourself up to what I you don't always have. Get depressed do on you?
3: Christmas. Yeah, it's just it's especially in Ohio, you can't usually can't leave the house because of the weather. You're, you're you're broke, and you have to buy something for your girlfriend, your mom, and you're just mm. like, how am I going to do this? So you're working more, trying to pay make up enough money to pay for yeah presents. I I
1: remember six. when people would get Christmas jobs. Yeah. They would get uh, extra jobs. Like high school Like high school kids would get Christmas jobs. I hate Christmas. Yeah. I Christmas is a lot of I get depressed for one fucking day
2: because I don't have a mother. I don't give a fuck about gifts and all that shit. I get You're depressed because you don't have a family. No, my In fact, my mother's birthday is when we're in New York. I got to bring flowers to the fucking cemetery Friday morning. Where's the cemetery? Jersey. Right? We hook
3: yeah, that's another thing. Especially when you live out here, you you can't see your family. So you're sitting here by yourself, and you don't have a girlfriend. You're fucking sitting lean. Po- I don't know, like last two Christmases, I it. Eight lean pockets,
1: you know, and say, oh, well, you know, instead you of fucking. You could just turkey go meat. get some healthy food. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. I, mean, make I could, a banana, but it's that like, to, that even makes it worse. Lean pockets. You know, I'm a one bitch. man fucking
2: parade. Even if I'm alone on Christmas, that motherfucker will rock. I got weed, I got pot cookies, I, got, I go to Boston Market and I get a turkey with the stuffing and the trimmings. There's so many things you could do. The like, I've really been fucking depressed on holidays. Not to the extent that, like, I'm going to kill myself, but I don't have a fucking family. Yeah. You know, Christmas and your birthdays, when you really think about your family, you say, you know, before. Before we came here tonight, I, I did something. I showed uh, Joe and Breadband, my family, in Cuba, and I cried when I watched the video. I never met these people, Doug. How would you feel? That's tough. Right. How would you it. feel if you were forty nine years old and you and your fucking cousins were coming here to record an album in Burbank? And my uncle called me and he goes, "Your cousins are coming from Cuba. and They want to meet you. They've seen your movies in Cuba, wow. right? And they watch YouTube on Cuba, so they want to meet me. And they land at fucking LAX." And the the driver says, do you guys want to drive in L.A. and see what L.A. is about? And they go, yeah. And they go on Melrose, and my name is on the wall at the improv to do a show that night. Want to tell me what the chances are again?
0: Holy shit. Want to tell me
2: what the chances are again? And they stop, and they go in, and thank God Rita was there. And Rita goes, I know who Joey Diaz is. And Rita called me and she goes, I'm standing around your cousins right now. How amazing is that? How fucking, I'm coming then, out of a fucking podcast with, with Duncan or something. And the band is, is amazing. Bad Both ass. of them. And, and, uh, yeah. and, and I fucking go down there and I meet them. And one one side of the family is whiter than me and his sister is black. And we go to Cantor's to eat. And while we're in Kansas, Joe Rogan. You know, every morning I play music on Twitter. And sometimes people give me shit. You're a comedian. And I don't play the music for that. I play the music because it's an energy. And I never knew it till I'm sitting with my cousins. They can't speak a word of English, but they knew the words to stay away to heaven. They knew the words to 38. What's that song? Mr. Saturday Night. When you seen Cuban people sing the fucking words, they don't know what those words mean. They told me. They go, let's sing... Uh,
1: they sang Lemon Skinner Saturday night special. Don't
2: know what the means, don't know what Saturday <laughs> night means. They don't know, but what they did it sound like the energy. Beautiful. They even did the guitars in their head even did my cousin the black one even no, did the guitars
3: let's play a little bit of them there's a guy yeah, and yeah. a girl there's that two one, cousins well
1: first put the vo song okay. on because god damn this is like some rage against the machine yeah. Yeah. wild
3: and this all right dude, you just, know i
1: got high with them, right How was the
2: lyrics i don't understand what they're saying but how is uh, the great are they great it's, lyrics uh, it's just the revolution man and they sing about the revolution and being free and and then i sat with them and they told me how they opened up for audio slave and wow. when they sang fucking yes Nobody knows yes roundabout. Nobody. I've been around the bow. To to I want to wanna live take live you out live. and out. They sang that. And that's when I had to go outside and smoke pot. I was like, so you guys just live off American music. And here, these fucking maggots put it down and this and this. To them, there was everything. Aubrey was at uh, the
1: Black Keys. I guess he was in Austin, the Black Keys or not. And fucking, he sent me a video from his iPhone. The fucking place is huge. And it's packed. And people are going fucking crazy. And the Black Keys are rocking out. And I thought to myself, I don't remember who it was. I think it might have been Doug Benson that told us that he saw them at a place, like in San Diego, years ago, and the place was like half full. Yeah, And like you then. know why they sold out Madison Square Garden in 15 minutes? You know
2: why? Because they're fucking badass. They're, badass,
1: they're right? undeniably they're badass. badass. They're they can't badass. be stopped.
2: They're the only ones that are keeping it alive. Right. That's, That's it. They're the real music pieces right music.
1: there. That is real music. There's no there's no horse shit in that music, man. That's... That, and there's a reason why they just exploded with
3: it. All right, so here's Joey Diaz's cousin. If you want to go on YouTube, it's uh, the letter X and then a space Alfonso. And that's A L F O N S O. And this is the song called V O. And uh, let's
1: see. It's not P H. It's not no. Alfonso with a P H. No. F-F? By the way, yes, we're going to buy some sophisticated equipment that allows us to
2: feed this straight through your stream eventually. Government, fucking communist government, listen to these motherfuckers. I'm not mine if I tell you que
1: no cierto, lo
2: that I'm living out my fucking dream,
0: La de los
2: the culture of the nation
0: is
2: losing in all the fucking angles. No
0: que las cosas
2: I don't want things to, to, me to, me
0: to get me confused, I don't know what the, ra- the fuck ra-
2: he
0: ra- said. <laughs>
2: Living in this past, Oh,
0: yeah.
2: Where do you stand in your
0: past?
2: Now I've lived
0: my life.
1: Dude, they are fucking. Badass. And they opened
2: up for Audio Slave. They opened up for Ozo Motley. Are they on iTunes? They're on iTunes, I think. But the classic thing they did that fucking had me crying was when they told me that Fidel's assistant went to them and said, "When we do the statue of John Lennon." Because Fidel had a lot of respect for John Lennon. You know, John Lennon was a half a combi. In, in parts of it. that guy used to beat the fuck out of Yoko. And his first wife, he did. Yeah, he's a crazy motherfucker, John Lennon. John Lennon beat the fuck yeah, out John of Lennon Yoko. John Lennon was violent and shit. He's crazy. Where'd though. you read this? A long time ago. Really? A lot of people know he would. He would give Jimmy up. Jimi
1: Hendrix, you know, Jimmy Hendrix used to beat up his girlfriend. Yeah, too. they're legends. They, Those uh, dudes
2: are fucking nuts, bro. They're well, nuts. that was
1: uh, one of the things in. Uh, I guess it was *Are Experience, One of the books where I was reading because I had a, a, a conversation about whether or not Jimmy Hendrix did heroin. You know, when everybody always said it was acid or it was heroin, you know, what, what was it? And I've always attributed heroin to great music, and some people have corrected me. Then I found out that Jimi Hendrix had uh, tested, who uh, had been arrested for heroin in Toronto. So I was like, okay, you no, know, he definitely did heroin. But it apparently was after he had released all of his studio albums. That's when he started doing heroin. And um, in this story where this guy was, uh, one of his bandmates was talking, you know, describing their life, one of the things was about Jimmy beating up one of his girlfriends. And I read it, and I was like, whoa, man, that's fucked up. Like, I don't want to believe that. I don't want to believe that Jimmy Hendrix was beating up
2: his fucking girlfriend, man. You know, after the Beatles, John Lennon was fucking an animal. I mean, he was a co-writer of fame by David Bowie, which is a banging fucking song. He was the co-writer of Benny and the Jets, and he put Imagine Out. You know, it has all those great fucking songs on it. I mean, that that, that Imagine album is fucking deeper than deep. Uh, you got to be crazy fucking somewhere. I mean, the motherfucker lived at the Dakota in the middle of New York City and walked around without a bodyguard.
1: Wow, that's God, incredible.
2: Now, your
3: cousin's sister is also has her own right. shit. And yeah, she's another and, badass uh, yeah.
2: musician in your
3: family. And her name is M A E M E. Alfonso A L F O N S O and like just and if you thought that shit was badass then you have this which is just even crazy her voice is amazing yes. So the flavor just runs in your whole entire family. Chuck. That's the Valdez side.
2: <laughs> That's not the Diaz side. is they're rich from Camelway Cube where they were doctors. The Valdez side is just too fucking overwhelming. You know, we sat at Cantor's and they were telling me how. When they see me on the, you know, they love that Alex Jones thing. Oye, oh, yeah, dime lo que pasó con el Alex Jones ese, compadre. They were fucking like, they don't even know what I was saying. But they know I was going crazy. But what they told me when they watched me on stage at the improv, and it killed me, they said that you've never been around your family, but you're them. If if you went back to Cuba and got in the middle of the, of the house and started telling stories, you'd be a Valdez. Like, they wow. still get together. And they went and visited my sister that I never met. You know, when I left Cuba, I was three I never really remembered her, and she's 10 years older than me, and they told my sister that they were going to find me when they came to the fucking states. So they just got back to Cuba, and I just emailed them yesterday, and I'm probably going to talk to my sister for the first time next week since my mother died in 1979. That's pretty crazy. All fucking crazy. But they're all, see, their parents. They're my second cousins. My first cousins, their father, is also a big-time Cuban musician. He's got a house. The government gives him a house. He's got surfboards. They give him fucking food, you know, he's fat. And and they feelings. take good care of him, you know. But uh it's amazing seeing those people because I never knew what my family was about. I had no fucking idea. And they were even like, Dog, we're all musicians. How the fuck did you end up with this? How the fuck did you do this? But they all said you're your grandfather. You and your grandfather the same motherfucker. Even my That's uncle says so
0: awesome.
2: you look like him, your forehead, your face, and just your hustle, the way he raised his kids. I'm a Val. It's so weird when you really see where you come from. Uh, and as much as I thought my mother was crazy, they're that bro. <laughs> she stabbed a dude. She had an alias and came to the States. I didn't get social security. Remember she I had an had
1: alias a- like Red Band, has a stage name. Yeah. Mother, yeah, Yeah man. Fuck you and your stage name, But bro. she owned the bar and her yeah. alias.
2: Man. She owned the business under her alias, Sophia oh. Cecilio. So when the people were come and go, Sophia, I would go, I don't know no fucking Sophia. My mother would call me and hit me in the head and go, what the <laughs> fuck, bitch? I'm Sophia. <laughs> Get it together Like you're supposed to know
1: that Yeah I didn't know that And That's then I hilarious. found out And
2: she's like when I'm at work You know I'm Sophia Cecilia That's right? really funny But when my mother died I couldn't collect like social security Because she had never worked Under her real fucking name So she wow. worked under alias And had all those businesses Under her alias So something always comes back To bite you But it's really weird When you put together Your fucking family tree Did
1: you grow up Being around your mom's bar
2: Oh every day
1: Every day That's
2: why I don't drink yeah, really. Yeah, I don't drink because it was there for me. Oh, so from the time I was from the time I was three to twelve, I was at the bar every day. It really is that's the way to
1: have kids like learn alcohol? Just Mama have fire. it around it, have it around so it's not some sacred thing that they can't get a hold of. When they I was have like, it when they're young, they realize what are oh, those gross. Italian
2: bottle of wines with the with the fucking shit on it? You know, one of those ones? Chianti. Okay, Chianti. When I was like four, my mother told me a story that she was drinking Chianti, and after she went. Went to bed, I got up and drank half the bottle. And she got up and called the cops. I was missing. They couldn't find me. Like, where the fuck is he? Coquito. And she called the cops. And the cops found me in the closet with puke and shit all over me. (laughs) So after that, dog, there was no drinking for my ass. You know what I'm saying? There was just no fucking drinking. I puked in a cab
1: once when I was 14. Oh. It's uh, my pal Jimmy Lawless. We went to some party, we're all listening to bad company, drinking Jack Daniels. We were like fourteen drinking Jack Daniels, not having any clue as to how much I could drink, just completely experimenting, hammered, oh. stumbling into things, man. Boy. Boy, I was a mess back then. I, I, when I look back at it, I'm like so grateful that anybody was willing to be my friend. I could <laughs> I, I look could. back when I was young, you know. Do you ever do that? Like look back when you were young, going, God, imagine if I had to be my friend when I was fourteen.
3: And then you have the, the reporter kid, the guy we were talking about today who interviewed, has has his own podcast. He's 13, and that kid's got his shit together. Yeah, he's like mini beautiful. little. Yeah. He's a little band, you know. That's he's beautiful.
1: He's a crazy. prodigy. Yeah. What's That's his name? F- uh, that reporter kid. That, that reporter, reporter kid, kid on Twitter. Good fucking kid. Great he's guy. Great time Good for really. him, man. You, know, you look- then you open yourself up, now a million dudes are going to ask you to be on their podcast.
3: <laughs> hey, man, I did because that kid's
2: cool. Bro, I do. If hey people hit me up and they're decent, like I'll do the podcast. You know, if I have time, I will try yeah. to do it in there. Yeah, me too. Know? And it's I try to, to find help people the time. out every week. But like, I have some people that contact me for Saturdays and Sundays. I can't mm. do it on Saturdays and Sundays, bro. Yeah. I can do it during the fucking week. You know, now people hit me up. You can, can you do my podcast at nine o'clock at night? You don't want me at your house at nine o'clock at night. I've smoked eighty fucking joints. I'm burnt the fuck out by nine o'clock. <laughs> catch me early. You know what I'm saying, cocksucker? When are you me. at your best in the day? 6 a.m. 6 a.m.? 6 a.m. When I'm throwing heat, giggling by myself, fucking having a just When you're good tweeting on op- all the best music. Oh, please. I get so fucking fired up in the mornings, dog, when I hit that first bong. Lately, I've been doing uh, this in the morning just to keep it loud. Then this vapor fucks me up in the morning, <laughs> but it doesn't fuck me up in the afternoon. So it's like a sativa for me. I only smoke it early in the morning, and then after like 2, I got to go back to the fucking heavy-duty boy. When was the
1: last time you took a day off of weed?
2: do you ever do that uh two days before the surgery yeah i'll try oh two I'll days try. before yeah. you then i went surgery. off for a week i went off for a week yeah. in like december yeah you have to you have to you know and this day. listen every day i wake up and i'm like today i'm not gonna smoke but i wake up and my house is like a fucking opium den i got bongs i got the d- devices i got you know so you like i open up my drawer under the computer i find loose joints and containers of hash and I have so much shit at the house. So there's days, like, if I'm going to the doctor, I don't want my blood pressure high, I won't smoke till two or three. Like, there's weeks I'll go on it just to give your blood pressure a fucking break, you know? There's days you got on the 101, and I got to get high as soon as possible. You know, like, there's some days I got to get fucking high as soon <laughs> as possible, bro. You driving around the 101 or something.
1: You get so frustrated in traffic. I've never oh, seen anybody oh, get more frustrated oh, than you.
2: Oh, no, 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 no. It's it's not worth the aggravation Joey,
1: of your life. Joey, this is me? my proposal. Let's all get... A series of houses together somewhere in Colorado. Done. Let's do it. I'll, no. I'll buy the No, property. you don't have to I'll buy. I'll become the landlord. No, no, you don't have to I'm buy. I'm not I fucking around. I'll buy a whole block. But Mrs.
2: Rogan <laughs> is not going to fucking go. So listen. I'm going to have to deal with a reluctant at, witness. You know, listen, at I'm the end of the day,
1: she's going to have to realize that California is not going to get any better. And yeah. It's going to get more and more overpopulated. What are her getting, complaints traffic about is California. More, and more She well, has none. Well, there's some complaints for sure. First of all, when you're dealing with this amount of people, you're always going to deal with a massive amount of traffic and potential for crime. Uh, you know, shit, just shit along those lines. You know, car accidents, uh, drunk drivers texting, people being fast and rude. There's lay, way fast more. Cars. Fast cars, man. There's way more of that in a big city than
2: there is in uh, small towns. Yeah, but where you moved Mrs. Rogan before. You took her out of the loop. You took her out of civilization. You can't do that to my girl. See, that's,
1: yeah, that's the problem with that's the problem being married. That. Is that if it was just up to me, yeah, I, would, I would be living in like Batman. Right. Eat, I, would, I would drive up to a fucking cave, and the walls would open up, and I'd go inside, and, and I'd be somewhere. If, if my house would just clearly reflected my, for sure, I'd be living in the mountains, 100%. I would have some crazy-ass military-style Humvee that could just get through any kind of snow so I could get home no matter what, and that's what I would drive in the winter, period, and I would, I would, I would relish that. And I would just deal with the fact that there's going to be some times where you're stuck. There's going to be some times where you get snowed in. There's going to be some times where you're going to have to fucking shoot a a, a shotgun off to get a bear off your back porch, you know? But as long as you know that, going, As long in, as you know that, going, as long, in. As, you know that going in. as long
2: as you know that you you, you live like a doomsday prepper. How yeah. great is that show? I Anybody would, watch that show? What is it? Doomsday Preppers on Discovery. No. You gotta start watching. My, it. My feeling, he does not need to watch. Yes, you anymore. do. No, yes, no. you do. About people that are getting ready for the apocalypse. He needs people that are in getting, getting ready for fucking uh, economic downfall of the country. It's for people. It's fucking crazy, Joe Rogan. They build fucking underground. I don't his need to see that. You have to see. I don't see need it. To, f- I Just already, to see I've how crazy these motherfuckers into are. I've
1: that world. I've, I've, I know have you really? Are, I know people that are doing that, man. I know people that right here, yeah, yeah, I know people that right have here. a house they have a, a thing tank outside and, their house an underwater an underground rather bunker out in the desert out near uh, Palm Springs it's like a place where you pay and you could buy like an underground apartment like several layers deep under the ground like like floors deep they're can, stocking
2: on food, they're stocking on weapons. I don't want
1: to live if it gets to that. This yeah. fucking guy had... If the, if the nuclear bomb hits and 90% of us are dead, I hope yeah, I'm in fuck the it, 90%. I want to be out there. Let's, let's see what comes With next. With
2: my fucking luck, I'll be in the weed store when the bomb hits, and when I walk out, everybody's dead except me. Now I'm walking around like fucking I Am Legend, like Will Smith. You, you know what's really <laughs> fucked up that I've been trying to wrap my head around lately?
1: I mean, it's something that I've always Turn that known. for
2: a second. I take a little smoke break. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: Go
2: ahead, what were you saying?
1: Um, you know, uh, something I've been thinking about lately that I've been trying to wrap my head around, but it's really hard to. You remember that um, uh, Crosby Stills and Nash song, uh, Woodstock? It goes, we are stars, yeah, yeah. we are gold. We are stardust. We are golden. we are billion-year-old carbon, and we've got to get ourselves back to the garden. The You know, I always, like would listen to that and I go wow what a cool lyric we are stardust and then as i got older i actually like did a little bit of research on on the carbon-based life forms and really like the the elements that are needed to create human beings actually come from stars like we really are exploded stars like how fucked is that that you it take it, this is the most hilarious like i'm talking and you hear yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like a Ching Chong album. Yeah, he took the stars from the sky because we're talking about eyes. stars. I mean, but a, a human being literally cannot exist until a star explodes, and then I believe that's probably the next cycle that human beings make the stars explode all over again. That we 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 get nut, fucking nutty like we're doing with this. Japanese thing where we have these fucking huge nuclear power plants that can't be shut off or whether it's something else that we're creating like the Large Hadron Collider or the next level shit, antimatter experiments, whatever fucking crazy thing that the Half-Life video game style shit that they're actually working on right now that they're not telling us about, I think that's probably the reason why human beings exist. I think that's what we do. We're at the end of the line before we blow the whole thing up and it starts all over again and then it has to become stars and stars has to explode and that has to create certain elements and then those elements have to combine and they have to be water and next thing you know there's life and then that life has to evolve and get more and more complex and figure more shit out until boom it blows things up all over again is that possible it seems oh, like fuck it is yeah absolutely it seems like that really might be what it is it sounds ridiculous but it might be really what it is stardust you need star d- to explode to make a person what the fuck Sounds like a Hallmark card, doesn't it? Yes. You need a star to explode to make you. I mean, it really is impossible to wrap your head around the amount of time involved in all that. It's impossible. It's impossible to to put it into perspective where what you're saying is not just some abstract noise, you know. Like especially me, because of uh, my limited amount of education when it comes to astronomy and astrology and stars, and I mean everything I've known about it is just from watching documentaries and, and reading stuff in, from books. I've never really formally studied it in college or anything among you know the the brightest astronomers
2: of the world or anything like that. So when I talk about it, it's so abstract. Well, you don't need to. You could put two and two together and have your own a take on what really happened. And we all feel something different happened. We know nobody fucking actually knows. Nobody fucking knows. Nobody fucking knows. They can sit here, books, uh, uh, telescopes. Nobody fucking knows what yeah. happened. Where we here? We just have ideas of what was there before. They found the fucking tooth to the fucking thing in Montana. So obviously there was water in Montana 300,000 yeah. years ago. That's all we know. We can make a hypothesis from all we know. But nobody fucking knows. Nobody knows if God created Nobody knows if he was created by atoms. Nobody knows if a fucking star created Nobody knows if a came down from the fucking stars and made it with a chicken and a fucking sprinkle things on the water. How uh, they say in Santeria. Everything fucking week is different. You know, whether it's atoms, whatever, it's very interesting and we each have our own fucking take on it, you know. And that, that, nobody's right nobody's fucking wrong. Right or wrong. Nobody's right, nobody's fucking it's wrong. It's
1: impossible to know. I think it's really fascinating that it seems like what what human the human race is is a race that woke up in the middle of something, in the middle of an adventure. That's what I feel like. Since we all have these temporary lives, but yet we're all connected to the lives and to the actions of everyone that came before us and everyone that's around us, it really is like we're waking up in the middle of a journey. Like we are, I mean, this is an analogy that I've used before, that we're on a starship and we woke up four minutes before we slam into a planet. And they're like, wait, what's going on here? What are we doing? Where are we going? We, we are riding the momentum of all these people that have existed before us, but we didn't study what they studied. We didn't follow what they followed we didn't learn what went through their mind to get to their conclusions. We're just riding on their innovation. We're riding on their, their, their experiments and the results of them and, and their inventions, their electricity, their cars, their airplanes. We're riding on all their shit, and we're just keeping it moving in the same direction. i got to feel like that's a natural thing. i got to feel like that's – when I look at all the other life forms on Earth and everything destructive or constructive that they do from building dams to creating beehives, whatever the fuck they do, it's all natural so why would we assume that what we're doing is not the same? Why wouldn't we assume that the reason why we're so conflicted and weird is because that's the proper mechanism that needs to be in place for people to move forward in the direction that we're moving forward. They'd be, they'd be constantly chasing technology without any real clear, sort of a rational approach to using our resources and looking at the problems that we have. Because we're like a bunch of little kids that have like shit all over their house but instead, we're outside working on the garden. You know, we're planting trees, but we're not cleaning up the shit that we piled up in the middle of the living room. And it keeps piling up every day to the point where we can't even live in our house anymore. We're concentrating on some shit that's not even ours. Do you think you could ever? Li-
3: you probably couldn't. But maybe in your maybe say like if you didn't have kids and big families, do you think you could ever live in like one of those airstream uh, Fuck trailers?
1: Yeah by myself fuck yeah cuz
3: i was recently recently went to you know Joshua tree in one of those and i was thinking like really this is really? all i really need and that- i could take my whole fucking house anywhere i want and the new ones have like nice wood floors yeah. and I have
1: and some of them expand out you know there's there's been um you know a lot of uh, people that are moving towards minimalist houses really small houses mm-hmm. like there's a bunch of them online that show like how certain people live it's kind of interesting, you know, like one guy figured out a way to have like this little tiny cooking area and he pulls the bed out and the bed comes out of the wall and he lives by himself and he has like some storage up on top, like toilet paper and things along those lines. But it's a tiny, tiny little house and a little kitchen dinette area. And, you know, the idea is that, like, really, why do we have to have this giant fucking footprint of house that we live in? You right. know? And, and this
2: because guy- you're getting paid, bitch.
1: If I want to live in a fucking
2: cell, I'll live in a fucking cell like a monkey. I'm going to live in a fold-up bed like I'm James Bond, like some fucking Puerto Rican that gets a check on the fifth. Go fuck your mother. If you're getting paid, you live in a fucking house. I'm going to live in a micro fucking house with a little kitchen to cook like I got a black guy banging me in the fucking ass. I don't need that. You spread out. Even me, I'm no millionaire. I got a big fucking kitchen a micro house what are you fucking people talking about i just snapped out of it dog you can't take me into those deep waters like that. <laughs> this fucking, the eureka fucking killed the brother right now a fucking house with a bed upside down Yo, fuck that shit to about. save energy fuck you you get paid you fucking live like a normal person go to trump and say hey wig move into a fucking thing to save energy see if you don't <laughs> bitch slap you if you don't have a russian bitch slapping you in the fucking mouth you're fired the fuck are these people with micro houses in the fucking desert? You play it out to the world ends like a doctor. Like a doctor, you live your fucking life. You're right. Doomsday. I'm going to put a can of tomato soup under my stairs to wait for the Martians to come. When it's over, it's over. You go out there with your dick out and you take your fucking chances like a man. I'm going to live like I fucking owe $20 to a bookmaker downstairs in my house. <laughs> Get the fuck
3: out of my face. I want to live in one of those, uh, the Airstream ones.
2: Brian's
1: down, Joey's not. I yeah. think we have a real clear line <laughs> of the sand there, people. Shit. It doesn't
3: even feel like you're in one when you're in there. It's,
2: it's, it's pretty legit Until here. somebody farts. And you're in four fucking speed visa, and you're like, I paid ten thousand dollars <laughs> so I can smell your asshole. Get the fuck out of here. Cause everything's great in a small <laughs> space, till somebody blows a fucking fart. You ever walk into a bathroom after somebody else shit? It fucking bothers you. Even if they're your mother, you look at them like you dirty fucking bitch. Light a candle, yeah. something. Even if they're you, you, you don't want to live nothing never. small. Fuck that shit, bro.
3: Especially I, when you. I'm never
2: home
1: though. You know, like I work so much,
3: I, I'm never home. I, I'm you're home always fucking sleep.
1: home. I'm home to sleep. And here's work. a technical question: When you light a when a match in a bathroom after someone took a shit, does it burn up all the methane in the air? Or does just the smell of the match mask What the am I, the, Nye, the science guy today? I don't know. You just it burn a fucking candle.
3: The, 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 it just covers the smell. Is because that of, all it because is? Of that. I so like good candles. Smelling I could can be completely wrong but that's what I always thought.
2: No, I get good candles and I, the, the air wick ones and I like two of them. I light one when I go into this shit because it's fucking. But I have a bathroom and a half. See, I like how Joe Rogan lives. If you don't have a bathroom and a half, you're missing out on fucking life. That's okay? what I'm dealing with You have right one now. big bathroom and that's where your girl goes and puts her makeup on and you tell the listen, you see that little corner right there, it's a toilet and three feet of fucking area. That's my shit back there. That? Yeah, that's where I shit God, and God. let my balls out of the sink and I fucking pop pimples on my nutsack and I fucking you're whatever. What you're, you're on the phone, <laughs> you got your jerk off material. You know, there's only all these things that people are successful and they miss. And it's always bothered me. Like if I was filthy rich, I wouldn't get a car, I'd get a rickshaw and have motherfuckers drive me around. That's class. Anybody can have a limbo or a fucking rickshaw. Porsche. You got a fucking little Chinaman driving me. you around. Hey, Fuck yeah. The you show up, up a you, you with a premiere and shit with a rickshaw. You show up with a premiere with a rickshaw. You show up in a premiere with I'm a rickshaw, eating. like what, bitch? Everybody shows up in their limo. You got a little fucking guy that's sweating to death. You come on, There's shit that you need that people don't talk about. When you feel bad for that dude, I don't. As long as I'm, as long as he's getting paid. If you're worth billions and you you tell a guy, look, tonight you're gonna drive from fucking North Hollywood to San Diego. It's gonna be all right. I'm gonna take care. tell you what, if you were an sleepers. MMA fighter, that would be a
1: great that'd night be of a great fucking training, a great night of conditioning for your legs. You could okay. really get some good conditioning. They
2: still have dumb shit like that like they have uh people who don't they, they remember that business they started in Hollywood where if you didn't want to drive drunk somebody would pick you up on a motor scooter and they have all these. little want to drive drunk? Someone would pick you up on a Go to school if you really? didn't want. To. Like they have all these little fucking only in that's Hollywood smart. they try shit like that. But that's pretty smart. And, some, they, and they take you home, and it's cheaper than a cab. Is that how? It yeah, works? the things you miss out on. Like if I was fucking filthy rich, I'd have a big bathroom just for myself with a bidet. I'd have one of those Japanese things where the, the water comes out and washes your asshole for you. What wouldn't you have in your fucking bathroom? That's success. Having shit that. Me having an iPhone, that don't do dick for me. You know and I'm if you, you are- It's a machine gun. Yeah. An iPhone that turns into a machine gun—that's fucking what I want.
1: You did this to him. You know what happened? That is we we found out how much weed it takes before Joey it's morphs not. into Brian, and he picks up Brian's energy. Stolen the gills. Now.
2: Yeah, you see, you're I'm beyond. That's, that's no, but I've never true. heard you go that deep into the crazy bowl. Oh please, you I went to the go bottom of the bowl and go, you were just scraping you, the. Uh, I'm telling you, dog. i Broken pieces of pasta off at the bottom I'm of my fucking tits of the crazy bowl. No, but it's <laughs> all the shit we do. We don't focus on. Like I to me. The best part of me living is that little bathroom I have. That's my world. I, I, For eight I, fucking minutes. That's you, you my You need to world. get a Japanese I don't uh, like nobody out, shitting out. in my toilet. I'm one of what? those guys. Don't shit in my toilet. Don't piss. I'll fucking strangle you. That's what happened with James Brown
1: when he got arrested by the cops. Remember, he was sh- shooting at the cops. What? High-speed chase. They blew out his what? tires. Because he came out with a shotgun. Some dude was using his bathroom. It went crazy. Oh, bro, that's, some dude that's was disrespectful. Used, some dude took a shit in James Brown's that's just bathroom. That's disrespectful. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> comes to the
2: house and dumps a deuce in your bathroom. like, Tate, you have to shoot that da, motherfucker. Da, 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 you da, have to da, shoot Tate. You know what comes out of Tate's ass. That's tear gas. Can you imagine tape melting your fucking toilet with that whey fucking protein ass?
3: Yeah, I That's terrible. I have, yeah, I have right. one bathroom. It's right next to my bedroom. Oh. So anytime I have a new girl come over, even, or an ex-girlfriend or a girlfriend at the time, like, you're sitting there, and she's trying to cover up the sound with the water and the humming and the whatever she's trying to do to make, and you just hear, like, a plop, and you're just like, uh, it's the... The the grossest thing ever I think living with one bathroom is one of There's the worst nightmare. things nightmare in the whole entire I run. hate it too. Yeah I
2: hate it. I fucking hate it. I want my yeah, own it's bathroom. Gross. I want my own bathroom. I got my own shit in there, my own toilet paper, <sighs> my own magazine. I need to fucking move, I'm moving. Even when you touch, touch a <laughs> magazine, you know somebody else has been reading it with their shitty fucking hands. Yeah. So I don't like that shit either. That's why I don't touch nothing. I don't like shitting at people's. I don't like shitting at airports. I had a shit bed on that flight next to you in Atlanta. I held that motherfucker <laughs> in like a soldier. <laughs> You understand me? Because I roll like that. Nobody would shit in the bathroom. That's no class, shit on a fucking bathroom on an airport. Or, you got to do what you got to do. No, I'm not fond of keeping shit inside my body. I, I like to let it I'm go. I'm embarrassed, dog. But you know what comes out of my ass. If it's impossible
1: that, to wipe or to, to rather to, to flush. That's the problem. Joey will leave these landlocked shits on top of it, because oh. especially when you were even bigger, when you were bigger, you couldn't sit on a toilet normally, so you had to be like towards the end of the toilet. So he would drop. <laughs> no, no, the no, no. Log I, do it on, on he does, he does I do it on purpose. Dry land. I like do it on, listen, yeah, dog, he on purpose. I like balls outside. Listen, dog.
2: Listen, I like. Wait be- a minute. You like your balls outside? I yeah. like it outside because I don't like women. Your, your room for error is so small. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't want my balls rubbing up against some of the other guys' balls. And then your wife or your girlfriend yeah. have to lick it. and It's everybody's balls. Uh. I don't put my balls oh. in that toilet. I always hold my mm. balls. In my hand, I protect them oh in case God. the Nazis drop a bomb. I got my fucking nuts in my hand, but when I shit, it just goes long. I was telling Tom Segura <laughs> yesterday, you ever take a shit, and you look at it, and you're like, I could take it up the ass if I had to. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> look at this, I just shit a 22 inch piece of shit. What can yeah. I put in my asshole? It always dawns on you for a second. It feels good. Maybe I'm in the wrong. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck just came out of my ass?
1: Some people clearly like things in their ass. I can That's make a qualified. living on
2: YouTube. Coming out of Look feel, at what feel. comes out of your YouTube ass is sometimes. YouTube
1: illegal. You'd have to go to porn Dog, right. look
2: at what comes out of your ass. Have right. you ever looked at your shit and like, you look at it for a minute, you're like, you shake your head. Uh, and then oh. when you flush it and that shit breaks in half and the full patois, your asshole, because the shit is hidden in the stick. Once that piece of shit breaks in half, it's like one of those fucking things that when you wave, when the cops come like a flare. Right. When you break that, when that water hits that shit and it breaks in half, that's when the full <laughs> essence of your <laughs> asshole comes out. You ever put the thing, the toilet down, then come back an hour later and pick it up? Uh, Even if the bathroom don't smell, that last patois of your asshole, those fumes and all <laughs> those gases <laughs> that were stuck in that fucking Milky Way piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> If, if
1: coming out feels good, then butt sex is 50% great. Yeah, it's probably it's
2: probably 100% great. Fuck you. If wow. you can get
1: over the fact that a guy's fucking in your ass, you probably like love it.
2: Trannies shit. are the new uh, blonde. <laughs> you know, when you, when you do time and you're like in county jail, you got to shit in front of everybody. Yeah, I'm going to imagine. And let me tell you something. When you shit, the first thing they say, they're like gangsters look you and go flush that motherfucker, dog. Yeah. Put some water in that motherfucker. Uh, of course. But like you can't yeah, even leave the shit in there for a minute. <laughs> you gotta take the shit and flush it. Cause <laughs> brothers will start yelling. Put some water in that motherfucker. It's funny. Dog. I'll make a tweet about something
1: that I think is crazy. Some new scientific find. Some giant thirty foot bird that was like some dinosaur looking thing that ran around on two legs, didn't fly. And you'll get like a couple responses. But just last night, I, I-, I tweet that my piss smells like tuna fish, cause it did oddly. It was like tuna fish with celery. I don't Ew. know what it was. What the fuck? I'm healthy, bitch. Mm. But it smelled like a tuna fish sandwich. I got more retweets and more more responses <laughs> you than may have, like. You may have a yeast infection. Well, that would be crazy. No, it doesn't smell that much. It's in a slight essence. Hmm. your helmet it's should like smell a little like tuna. tuna if you're a real soldier <laughs> yeah. your helmet mine, should mine smell like a fucking tuna. pussy yeah. if
2: you rub it sometime uh, you rub your helmet in the middle of the night it smells like and pussy. sniff the helmet and you're like it smells like rotten fucking pussy yeah. like all the pussy you got in the 80s and 90s Ugh, smell this and accumulates. Right <laughs> no I don't want that shit
1: what, uh, I, I, one time I had some <clears throat> horrible farts and I was like my farts smell like war or something like that I put that up on Twitter and dudes just kept it became a hashtag it was pound sign my Fart smell like and it was the most response of anything i've ever put up on twitter i mean it was like for hours and hours it was just i like get my fart smell like in a hashtag I, I came love, up with like
2: 10 of them people love the craziest shit that's real Yeah, it's fucking real man we all look at that crazy but it's so
1: it's so funny how willing we are to delve into silliness you
2: know? <laughs> Bro, I sit there at night with a sleep apnea mask because I'm a fat fuck. I got sleep apnea. The sleep apnea mask has a tiny, tiny, tiny little exhaust hole in the front. Tiny. Like sometimes the cats will come in front of it so the air blows on them and they like it and stuff. My goal at night is to fart, to smell that fart come in through that <laughs> tiny hole. If I can smell that fart through that tiny hole, you I know did my it's job. I'm a fucking soldier. <laughs> I'm a fucking soldier. You understand me? You don't know how many times I'll fart like at two in the morning and I'll move and I'll smell it and I'll giggle by you myself. Do you take the mask off and no, get a good whip? No, it's whiff? brutal. No, no, no. Sometimes, unless it's tremendous when you cup your ass and put it to your face, like. <laughs> 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 that's,
1: that's fifth grade shit when you cup your yeah, ass. Yeah, you're like a grown this. man. That shit never goes away, does it? No one no. ever goes. You know, the Nobody. reason why people stop playing is not because playing isn't fun. It's because you got too many fucking responsibilities. You got no time to play. That's not good.
3: Yeah. You well, know? it's also because you feel like you have to because you have to be a man. Yeah, to, man. Air, 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 air. I'm so tired.
1: Of here. I mean, I've I've seen so many people like I, I've been like one of the things that I, I get criticized a lot is like you dress like a high school kid, you know, like you know, I got a Bruce Lee t-shirt on. Like, what do I? how am I supposed to dress? How are you supposed to dress? What, what do you give a fuck how a person dresses? I mean, unless someone is like going way out, look, right today I have just a pair of shorts on. Just normal. But they're you know. GI Joe shorts. Yeah. They're a little. <laughs> I got some camel. See that shit. <clears throat> it's nothing spectacular, but this is just what I wear. I mean, it's, it's, there's nothing outrageous about it. It's not like I'm wearing skinny leather pants. and. For, but people were, are always looking to find some standard. You know, they're always looking to find something. Like, you're not supposed to act like this. You're not supposed to dress like this. You're not supposed to be like this. Why don't you grow up, Joe Diaz? What do you do? You
2: smoking weed every day? Yeah, that's great. What kind of a message are you sending to the kids of the world? Huh? I don't want to grow up. If this means that growing up, this goes away, I don't want to do it. Bro, I'm an only child. I got a parade in my head. When I put, when I smoke dope, it's like getting an Indian gin. I just enhance myself. You know what I'm saying? When you write at night, you ever get to the zone where you actually are giggling like a four year old? Oh moment? yeah, many times. That's what success is. Yeah, making yourself giggle like that as a comedian. Sometimes, if you can't do that, look, dog. I was about to tell you something before. Brian, one of the silliest nights me and this man had. He's gonna remember. He came to the comedy store at 7 o'clock. This was way before Fear Factor. We were giggling, and an Italian kid went up on stage, and me and you were sitting in our chairs just watching people do three minutes. And some guy came on stage, and he goes, How you doing? I'm from a big Italian family. Here's a picture of the porch. Remember, he went, Do you remember that? How much you and I died. And I'm like, <laughs> afterward, I'm like, what? That wasn't funny. Yes, it fucking was. You know, it's a picture like when Italians come out of court and people take a picture out of it like that. the, uh, the hands of. All he said was, this is a picture of my. This is an and we were sitting back there high, you know, with your feet up, waiting, watching three minutes of everybody. And all of a sudden, this kid comes up and he goes, I'm Italian. This is an impersonation of my family portrait. I haven't we been. We fucking lost yeah, it. Yeah, we were
1: just being silly. That's. I love
2: that <clears throat> shit. I love. You know uh, what's the Indian? Oh, my name is uh, you know the the old Indian from Michigan that used to be at the store, sweetheart of a guy. Oh, God Charlie, damn it! I can't Charlie, his name. Uh, Charlie, uh, Charlie Hill. Charlie Hill. Yes. You know how you doing? My name is Charlie Hill. My original name was Mountain, but I got it shortened. <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the kind of joke that you're walking by and you're like, what did he just <clears> say? What is that stupidity that came out of his mouth? Sounds he like goes, my life. How you doing? I'm originally yeah, it's everything Brian says every day. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? I'm originally, I'm Indian. I'm originally from Oneida, New York. We had to leave because we had a small real estate problem there. It's so subtle. It's so stupid. I like that shit. Is Oneida where Manhattan was? Is that what it is? Oneida, I think, is up north. If I'm correct, Oneida, there's an Oneida, New York. I don't know. He was part of the Oneida tribe. I don't oh. know if it has to do with that. I know there's an Oneida, New York.
1: New York is the most ridiculous, (laughs) most ridiculous example of stuffing a bunch of people into a small area. Like they apparently they're going, they're trying to figure out how to finance more bridges and tunnels. To get people back and forth from New York to New Jersey, and Governor Christie wants the New York people to pay, and you know, I don't know, some discrepancy. But I was thinking about it, I'm like, what a crazy spot where there's like, how many people, how many millions live in New York City? Look it up, especially like the Bronx and all the there's boroughs. Five
2: boroughs. Brooklyn is the number. Most two. people don't even know that. You know, Brooklyn is the number four largest city in the country. What's it was 20 years the ago. Population? The problem with Brooklyn is you have a what's melting pot of New York City. You asking Siri? You, you clever the, the, the problem with Brooklyn is the fourth largest city in the country, it. and it's a melting pot. Now, what people don't understand is that you have a city like, you have the Bronx, Brooklyn. What does it say? 8.175 million people. Think about wow. that. And you've got That's five crazy. barrels, correct? You've got, let's name them real quick so I don't fuck up. Staten Island? Staten
1: Island. New Long York, Island. Matt, Long, Long Island? No, 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 no. The Bronx, no. Brooklyn, Queens. Queens.
2: Staten Island. And Manhattan. Manhattan. Five barrels. Not to mention across a bridge, you've got New Jersey. Not to mention, you got Long Island, Mm -hmm. all and Connecticut. A lot of people are driving in every day from Connecticut. People there, you know how many people that fucking is congested like that. How many people would
1: drive in from like Greenwich and places like that? Didn't don't like Glenn Beck and all those guys. They drive in every day. How long is that drive? Is that an hour?
2: An hour drive back and forth, forty-five minutes. A lot of them take car services. Yeah, to make life a lot easier, but that still creates a lot more because you're only going back at one person in the fucking car.
1: Right, but at least uh, you could read and shit yeah, when you're in the car you if you read, have a you car, know,
2: car that service. Thing works from you for the other angle, but uh, it's just amazing. The but still that you got to be able to
1: afford a car service. And how many
2: knuckleheads do you have in those five barrows?
1: Car service is fucking expensive now. Thinking about it. thinking yeah. about paying for a car service every day. How many people can hey, do every that? Every
2: fucking day, six days a week. That'd be a, a that. real
1: grind on you. You after a while, you'd be like, you know, why am I paying so
2: much money? This, I could go out to eat at a
1: nice restaurant every day. But you probably don't have a car.
2: Right, so you're not paying insurance, which is high in that area.
1: Why would you not have a car and live in Connecticut? That's crazy. I mean, I'm just
2: assuming. Let's say you, you're from a family and your wife has a car. Right. You have one car. You sold your car and you have a car service. First off, it's a write-off into New York to back. And maybe the, the company you work for picks up half the tab yeah, That's probably very
1: few people, like, especially like, how about living in New York? Like trying to rock it like that where you, you're just not going to have a car. If you're a, a young guy and you're living in New York, you're just hopping cab to cab everywhere or getting on the subway everywhere. That's one of the few cities. Very few cities. Where you can live with no car.
2: I have a friend that at forty eight just gave up his car. He goes, after three years, I realize, what am I doing? I'm paying this, I'm leasing. and right. now I just just take get a, train, a rental if he, go he goes, if he wants to go somewhere. Wants <clears> to <throat> go somewhere, just get a rental, which is yeah, never. That,
1: that is smart. It's, it
2: just makes fucking sense.
1: I, mean, yeah. I wonder what the percentage of people in, in New York City that don't have cars are. I bet it's giant. Well,
2: if you're young, let's pretend you're under thirty. Your insurance starts at like two thousand a year. Right. $2,400. 2400 a year insurance means you're paying an extra $200 a month on top of your car payment. Yeah. Which if you lease or whatever, four six hundred. you know, gas is $4 just to have a car. And then it's a parking spot. It's about 1000 fucking dollars. Plus, you know, people someday get, I mean, we were talking about uh, values. You know, you buy a car. Last night, a car, Cadillac dealer came to the show. Just a kid who was parents on the Cadillac dealer. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the car you like. The $75,000 car. And he goes, well, a lot of people are doing is they're buying the lease returns because it knocks off 25000 off the price, and you still get the same car with 5,000 dollars. You're talking
1: about that Cadillac? That yeah, the, the Cadillac that used to have. The CTSV. I, the CTS that's supposed yeah. to be a
2: fucking animal. Oh, it's ridiculous. And now they have a place in Orange <clears throat> County that's, put, that's fixing them yeah. to make them even faster. That's great. You don't need Which that. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Those yeah, CTSVs
1: probably, have something like 550 500, plus horsepower. Yeah. Those are ridiculous cars.
2: So you you look at all these things as an American you and, and eventually times are getting rough and you look at it and you go, what do I need and what can I live without? Mm. I mean LA, A minimalist how, house, Joe. Aero Stream Trailer. How lazy are we? I mean, all right, but look at LA, <laughs> they have a great train center. You know it. Nobody wants to take that. Nobody wants to take it, but bro, you don't have to <clears throat> deal with that shit. You could take the train by my house, Hollywood and Vine, and be downtown for a Lake game mm-hmm. and Staples and come back for a concert. It's really fun. It's not New York, it's not twenty people. I I think the
1: real issue, though, is also you're going to have to deal with all the other people that are on that train. And in California, that's a goddamn mixed bag. And we're not used to interacting with each other like we are in New York.
3: Yeah, but it's only like, what, five minutes at a time? Five minutes.
1: But in New York, when, you know, everybody goes everywhere. Like if you're walking around in New York, everybody is interacting with everybody. That's not happening in LA. One of the reasons why. There's a lot of racism and a lot of weirdness in L.A. Is that we don't interact with with people of all sorts of different nationalities and all sorts of different you know uh, uh, household incomes. We don't. They don't like really coexist in one big melting pot the way New York is. New York, like, you'll see subways and there's a dude with a fucking $5,000 suit next to like a homeless guy, and there's a homeless guy sitting on the train, and next to the homeless guy, there's a, a young kid with his Walkman, and everybody's just interacting together. You know, they avoid the homeless guy if at all possible, but in LA, <clears throat> nobody's riding anywhere with no homeless people, you know, that's just, that's not happening very often, you're not always around them. In New York, you're always around them. Mm-hmm. In New York, you're always around all sorts of young black kids, young Chinese kids, there's a bunch of different people interacting with each other, whereas in LA, everybody. In their little box, the little metal box on little rubber tires, and it's rolling around in their little self-contained environment while they give people the finger and text each other, you know. So it's that that lack of person-to-person interaction is one of the problems with the 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 way people act in L.A. One of the, the number one problems with the way people act in LA is that they, they're not interacting with people like all kinds of different people, a real melting pot. They, they get in their own niche, and they stick there, and they stay, and they, they, they surround themselves with like-minded folks, like we do.
2: <laughs> you know, it's so weird. I, uh, New York <clears throat> scares the shit out of me. Like I always read about terror things that yeah. Boston in New York because they gotta tap everybody's fucking phone in New York. Everybody's phone is tapped in New York because that's the only way they're gonna find out about these terror things. And it's so really Who, How scary. is
1: that possible, though? Someone listening to every call? Well,
2: for years, the, the for, years, algorithm Foxconn, com, for years, you had automatic bombs. things. For years, before 9-11, if you said certain words, something would tape. Like if you said bomb or eight ball on right. the phone, it would tape. <clears> I, I guarantee now they have more uh, you know, uh, fucking amazing ways to tape you. But what really baffles me, Joe Rogan, and you've seen it, we're going to see it next week, <clears> is what if, I mean, you have to really, what if there's a disaster in New York at 5 o'clock?
1: Yeah, it's It would be
2: something that I can't even wrap my head around. You can't wrap your head around the stars and all that shit. That's great. I couldn't wrap my head around if there's another 9-11 and it's 5 in the afternoon. I was there in 94 when the the guys from Jersey City went to blow up the World Trade Center. And I know what that was like. I remember I was pissed because they knocked one of the towers down. I couldn't get no coke. So you couldn't page nobody because they knocked the towers down. When that thing went down, there was no communication in New York. You mean they knocked the power down. Well, they knocked the power down. They blew a bomb up, but it didn't. But I'm sorry, they had uh, cell phone towers on top of the World Trade Center or something. And that afternoon, something happened. So all the phone systems in New York were fucked up. In those days, it was pages. It was 94. Pages were all fucked up. People weren't getting pages. I drove a limo. So I remember that. That was the big thing. But you think about what? A fucking 4.30 in the afternoon, something happened. Those people underground on the subway. I think about the people here on the subway. You know, because I take the fucking thing to Langers. If you ever want pastrami, I'll take you to motherfucking Langers downtown in Alvarado. That's like the worst neighborhood in the world, but it's the best pastrami sandwich you'll have in California. I'll have the second best, thank you. And I take the fucking, <laughs> and I take the. And I I've ta- been
1: to Langers. It can't fuck with Canners.
2: No, it fucks with Canners. I went Canter's to Canners the last best week. Pastrami. Bro, the people that work, listen, can't the waitresses it. that yeah. work at Canners at night work at Langer's in the daytime and they'll tell you so drop that shit drop drop that shit the best pastrami is Langer's the bed (laughs) the bread is crusty I went to Cantor's last week dog the next day I shit and it smelled so rotten. The pastrami was old and red. Well, you once it fucking, comes to your
1: asshole, that's how you it tends go to look. fucking
2: Langer's at twelve o'clock, and you see the motherfuckers <laughs> that pull up to that takeout window. That's Juville. Okay, dog. you know we should, do, we should do We should do.
1: We should do a, uh, a, a taste, taste, taste test. test. Oh a please, day, I'll tell a you. Time. No, we don't double blind. Do no, 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 no. the has pastrami at Barbs
2: in the Valley is very good too. But the problem with Mars and Cantor is that Marv's? they don't have the bread langer got, dog. Langer's gives you crispy. That's the same pastrami I had at my wedding. Don't tell me that. That's the first thing that fucking went. They, Ain't nothing so, about Langer's in this uh, town. where—where? No. So where, what street is Langer's on again? Langer's is on Alvarado and across from that <coughs> park, uh, whatever park, Merck Park or whatever. I walked in there one time. The first person that came up to me said, you want to buy a passport and ID? That's how real that area is. It's a Jew deli from 1940 That the area grew up, but it didn't, and they stayed there, I know the daughter, I know the father, and I know what they fucking served, and I know the motherfuckers that go in there, that's the old school, fuck canners. Canners is nasty, it's filthy, dog, I'm telling you, this is your brother, Canners is good years ago, yeah. Bro, you go to Langer's and you get that motherfucker. This guy I don't know. He eats get fucking a pavilion. He eats fucking just, pockets. I'm so pavilion. shocked at how I'm aggressive from New York, y'all. you're getting. <laughs> Listen, I'm 315 pastrami. pounds and I'm from fucking motherfucking <laughs> New York. Ain't nobody in this room going to tell me about motherfucking pastrami. Cats is the nobody. best. Can we agree? Nobody. Can we you agree understand? that Cats is the best in the world? Cats is very good, but I've been to other places. Listen, the good thing about New York, Cats is for tourists. Wait a minute. Let's get out of the way. Cats is good, but it's for tourists. It's like this hot dog place where all these dumb fucks Joey, come out the counter. I used to eat at okay. Cats when I lived right, in New I know York. there, but it's for Tourist, amazing. bro. It's for tourists. I know. It's. I know. I know. I'll take you to a fucking. I'll take you to the Lancy Street and I'll get you pastrami that's just as good. I'm telling you this, the truth. That's a fucking tourist spot now. I'm telling you, this is your brother. <clears throat> I grew up in New York. You okay. can't come. You, you know about Taekwondo for thirty years. I grew up in New York when New York was New York. Ain't no motherfucker gonna come and tell me. No motherfucker here been to Rayo's. I've been to that fucking place store. you walk over the bridge for a steak. That's one of the best steak plays in the country. So don't. But this motherfucker eats hot pockets. He goes, <laughs> you know, he needs to stab potty. off an Iranian's fucking head. This guy. He He's don't trying know
1: food. to pull a slimy You don't know profile. fucking
2: food. You know he, he knows food. I mean, he don't I know. It's know. It's I love the that's got got he, he eat to Olive Garden. He eats I did it, it for Garden. you, bitch. Olive Garden. I it, it for that, you, bitch. You sent me to <laughs> that nasty place on Leshrankershem, that pizza joint with the old spaghetti I love Tony's. That's terrible. No, the stuffed pizza is great.
1: Listen, anything named Tony's, anything named Tony's needs to shut the fuck Stop up. It. Rest in peace
3: and all respect to so the one and there, only I, I Greasy Tony's. L- Little Tony's, did you get the stuffed pizza? It's I don't won't, go why you get
2: the stuffed pizza when the regular pizza blows? No, because I'm telling you that regular no, pizza is no. a completely they, listen, different I'm story. They am from New York. will ain't no stuffed pizza. That's, I won't, that yeah, that's some ridiculous that's shit. Ridiculous I, I won't go though. to no. anything
1: named Tony's out of respect no. for Greasy Tony. Oh. Greasy Tony's the only Tony as far as I'm concerned. Greasy Tony's gone.
2: Respect. I love that Greasy. He died, right? He died. Rest in
1: peace, Greasy Tony. Creasy Tony from Tempe, Arizona. Nah, bro. People, people Via them, New Jersey. Ever since
2: they've gone and done these shows on the Discovery Channel, they open you up to these restaurants. But now the first thing when people come from Tennessee is they want to go to Katz's. So they kind of fell off a little bit. <clears> I went to Katz's two years ago. It was good, but I don't need that much meat on my fucking sandwich, guys. Oh, see. I just we, need a little pastrami to get my disagree. I disagree no, I do. I make sure I eat pastrami. Think past- about it.
1: If what? I'm eating at Katz's, I try to do it on a squat day. I try to do squats the day I eat it. So I have a d- deep desire for flesh. When I do squats and your body's depleted, oh, I just that's, wanna, great. oh that's great, that's great. I love you also
2: have cats a depletion is. for taking the shit. Oh, I know, so I know what, what I do. I know how to handle, how handle that, Joey. Yeah, it's called
1: salads. No, I know, I know, I know. Everybody <laughs> fucking knows. You got to try this uh, kale shake that I'm doing. I know that you don't get too much into
2: that crazy shit, but it's like e- it's easy to drink. I got the fucking book. I don't like that menu. I love Bob Dolce. I try following. It. I don't like quinoa and kale. I don't quinoa. like broccoli. <laughs> yeah, I don't eat that shit.
3: Quinoa.
1: Kale does not taste good on its own. If you just eat it, I like it in a salad though. I've had it in a salad with like some lemon juice on and stuff but the like way you drink it in a shake it tastes good because it's got a yeah, pear in I it the pear, delicious. the pear keep I put garlic in it too I put four cloves of garlic raw garlic so I'm eating like all this soup it makes me feel really good talking, I eat raw garlic every day but you. this kale celery know, raw garlic I ginger mean, raw ginger like a big f- hunk of it Jim, it's I easy to know. drink and it's like super I healthy like it, like and this. your shit comes out like it's on a
2: water slide Whip. Yeah, I don't know. That's why my shit comes out anyway. Nice and smooth. I don't I don't have no residue <laughs> on my asshole, dog. My I, I, I eat like nine fucking apples before I go to bed. Oh, I make sure smart. before oh, I yeah, shit in the morning. Smart. I don't like that oh, struggle with I mean, my shit. I sit down, dog, I got a <laughs> at a quarter to eight on that toilet, and by five, two, I'm done wiped. There's no fucking second wipes. Because if you don't eat apples, you gotta second wipe your ass all fucking day. I gotta pull over on the fucking exit. A friend of mine
1: had a real good point. He was talking about dogs. He goes, Have you ever seen these dogs? take a shit? I go, yeah. He goes, how long does it take? I go, it doesn't take long at all. He goes, well, how long does it take for you to take a shit? And I'm like, a lot longer than that. He goes, yeah, that's not good. He goes, if you're healthy, you should be taking a shit just like a dog. You yeah. open your asshole, most of it comes out in that's the first barrage, know. and then maybe there's a couple little plop, plop, plops at the end where it's sticking to the walls, and done. I don't know. you're them sitting them. taking a shit and that shit takes three hours. Just put a little yeah, soap on your asshole. I don't
3: understand real, that, real that real shit fast. about people who take an, an hour your asshole. I've never it's understood. It, no, if you get the
2: non-framers. Uh, I, I don't sit down till that asshole is ready to blow. Once I smell that last (laughs) fucking shit fart that comes out of your belly button, that (laughs) belly button, it Mm. comes out of your fucking belly button. You sit down and you (sighs) sit that ass on one cheek and then you do that fucking ass spread to the other and that asshole opens up like fucking uh, one of those porn chicks and that shit comes out like soft (laughs) serve out of your ass. That's the way it should be.
1: I got to find out what the weed was that we smoked today because that shit was ridiculous. Was that shit ridiculous? Did did it whack you? Mm -mm, how How many hits did you have? Like 19. How many hits did you have? Four, I think. I don't know. That, that weed cracked me, man. I, I, I was on delay for the first hour we were talking. <laughs> like, I was talking, and I was, I was cognizant of what I was saying, but I was, like, hearing it on an echo.
2: I was like, whoa. We definitely went too deep, here. No, I smoked some. I think you smoked more I deep. smoked some NoHo yeah. PR from this new fucking place I found, 15 a gram, and they have the fucking weed tested at statinlabs.com, station There's labs. There's a weed testing lab? Oh, yeah, now. fucking. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's all over. Edibles get tested there. That's So smart. when you mm. sit down on the car, they'll tell you it's 21%. Yeah. This uh, NOCCPR... Mm. I think I, it's 28%. It's the highest. What's taker. Matt's OG Kush is the highest? 31 percent? But I haven't been down in about three months or four months, so I don't know. Everybody changed. Did you say 34 at one point? It was like, 31 it was or 32. It was pretty. I had the paperwork. He, he goes, Amazing. I get, But now they had yeah. a new company that's doing this for the Valley. These guys are trying right. to stay decent. So when the cops come, Obama comes, they're going to try to show them that, what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. So these guys have a When you go get the weed now, there's a card. It's signed with a phone number. If you want to call the labs, and it has a percentage of weed what you're getting, and it also has it for the edibles. We it ha- seems
1: what. Oh, sorry. It seems what Obama's trying to do is uh, they're trying to cut off the big scale operations.
3: They're just. In the, they're, I think they they're just trying shit,
1: to though. do all the people that are fucking it up. And
2: trying guys, to, they ain't you know? doing shit. Okay, they, they had- ain't doing nothing. They ain't doing nothing. Nothing. I buy weed at the same fucking place for the last four fucking years. People they ain't are, doing nothing. There was this a this big is for the bust. papers. I know but the places that are selling illegal. If you go to a decent place, yeah. I've been going to the same place for two fucking years. Yeah. Then they ain't shut nothing. Yeah, they not right. shut nothing. These are all rumors. I don't these are all stories. These this is are bullshit.
3: just bad places. Yeah, bro. this they're, is bullshit. They
2: ain't shut. Look at dog. Like they made cocaine. a fucking face. Va- Does this look like they're slowing this shit up, Joe Rogan? Does this look like Obama's slowing process up? He ain't doing dick, people. <laughs> so stop twitting me with your dumb shit. Obama's going to close the stores in 30 days. He ain't doing shit. Because you see Occupy LA and Occupy's failed, you fucking lock up these weed store mouths and see the problem these motherfuckers are gonna have downtown. This will be real. You got people, with pres- you got a, a half a million people with drug licenses now, close to a million. Do you think it's slowing down when they're making a fucking pen that has hash oil in it at 30%? Mm. Yeah. They're really shutting them down. Oh, wow. Let's panic, you stupid motherfuckers. Don't you understand that money supersizes everything, you dumb motherfuckers? No, they're going to sit there in Washington and say, no, let those fucking hippies out there grow weed. Fuck you. They're making billions. It's keeping this state alive. It's keeping this state alive. These are a bunch of losers running this state. They ain't closing dick. So for all you idiots that twit me every time an article comes out, they're closing one store a week. And these and the reason why they're closing this is because they're out there basically peddling the weed and giving it away. Nobody it's else is Well, I don't shut think down. they did that at Oaksterdam. I think at Oaksterdam they're teaching people how to grow Listen, weed. That's fuck Oaksterdam. There's a bunch of you know what happens is Oaksterdam got a bunch of white kids that got big fucking mouths. Shut your fucking mouth. Mm. That's what the problem is. Mm. Shut your fucking mouth. Everybody wants to be a hippie and a deadhead. Shut your fucking mouth, okay? Shut your fucking mouth. Stop with the butane and everything. This is weed. So does this look like Obama's slowing shit down? <laughs> does it? I take a cap off and fucking hit it. Does this look like it? You stupid motherfuckers. They ain't shutting nothing down. It's keeping the lights on in this state. It's not doing anything, so forget that. There's no war on drugs. The war on drugs was 30 years ago, and they're they're shipping in, what, 19 metric tons of cocaine by the year into this country? So what war on drugs are you people talking about? I heard something very interesting last week. I listened to the Graham Hancock podcast when he was on here, and he talked about that we're locking people up for raising our consciousness that the country is locking people. What was he talking about? Yeah. What's he talking about? We're locking up drug dealers. No, okay. I've been smoking dope for thirty fucking years. I never got popped. It's bullshit, Joe. People get caught that are users too. And what do they
1: do to you? Especially if you're if you're using like acid or something along those lines. And how long long do do they throw you in jail for? I don't know.
2: A lot for acid. When was the last time you read about an acid bus? Let so it go.
1: Though there was a big bus recently at a college where kids were selling it. Ridic- oh, please, they sold like a quarter million
2: dollars worth of acid. That's every- who makes the acid is the college towns. Yeah. If it wasn't for college kids, we wouldn't have those drugs still. It would just be blowing heroin yeah, They're they keeping it fucking lab. alive. But you don't read about <laughs> this shit. But what killed me when I was that's reading, dangerous. He, made I that's acid. he made a lot of great points. He made a lot of great points his, in his thing. But I was like, what is he talking about? We got to put drug. Deal- we have laws, right. and we have to put drug dealers in jail. They put me in jail. I didn't go, call- "I get called for kidnapping." But it all started by raising my consciousness. Right? You know, some consciousness you have to raise. You know, I was telling these guys at the ice house last night that I did heroin three times in uh, 2007 before I quit doing blow, and I didn't do blow that whole summer. And here I was thinking that the heroin cured my blow. Like I was ready to call Dr. Drew and go, "You're a dumb cunt." <laughs> okay, you're over there hypnotizing white kids and I just did three seven dollar bags of heroin and I God haven't touched blow. I'm sorry, what happened? I haven't touched I haven't touched blow the whole summer. It raised my consciousness, Red Band, to the level that I didn't snort Coke. you following me? I mean it was still bad. Can you imagine you gotta quit Coke by doing heroin? But it raised my... Anything that raises your conscience I let you know something's bad. Like, that whole summer, I kept going, man, thank God I did the heroin. It let me feel how bad the cocaine is. You know what I'm saying? But, Joe, I'm cured. I never did it again. So it raised my consciousness. Nobody put me in jail. I didn't understand what he was tapping at. I understand somebody does something wrong, you get caught selling drugs... But I really never met nobody who got thrown in jail because he got pulled over.
1: So what you're saying is that he's, making it, he's exaggerating. No, I didn't, anything. That I didn't say people that are to jail are the dealers, not the users. Well, name
2: me one guy that's in jail for doing drugs. Find him online.
1: Well, there was a kid that got arrested recently in... Um, in Texas, and he had his medical marijuana on him. It was just his, and he's going to trial right now. They're taking him to trial, and he faces a possible uh, a certain amount of years. I forget what the, the exact number is, but they're going to put him in jail. They want to put him in jail to make uh, an example of the fact that you can't have medical marijuana and take it with you to Texas and think that your state's laws from apply California, to Texas. Me. Yes. All. So I think it's a it's a precedent setting law. So in that kid's case it's I mean it wraps around the idea of uh, the laws, you know, the, the medical marijuana laws and whether or not they're even legitimate. You know, there's states that won't even consider it. They don't think it's legitimate.
2: That's why I'll stay here for now.
1: Yeah, it's so it's so archaic. It's so archaic that this. I mean, there's a goddamn mountain of information now, and the information could tell you that it's relatively harmless. And then you, you compare it to all the things that are legal. No one should ever get hassled for it. No one should ever get pulled over for it. No one should ever get arrested for it. No one should ever get fined for it. It is relatively innocuous to our society. Do you know how bad Should children be able to use it? No, they shouldn't. But guess what? They shouldn't be able to is. use alcohol. They shouldn't be able to use heroin. They shouldn't be able to use any conscious altering thing before they get their fucking shit together. I agree with that. It's
2: 2013, and what you mean to tell me is that somebody would get arrested for smoking pot in this country. They still can. It's 2012, 2013, yeah. I'm fucking stoned, and people are still getting arrested. How sad is that? It's All the problems that we really have in this country. Yeah, You're going to come and fucking handcuff me for fucking having a uh, court around. Well, look what's and- going on
1: in Florida. I mean, that thing in Florida that we talked about where the kid was uh, arrested by his girlfriend. He thought he, was, he thought he was in love with some chick. Turns out she was an undercover cop. She went to high school. Twenty-five-year-old woman went to high
2: school and pretended to be friends with kids. Yeah, but there's got to be a. By role. the way, there we're gonna get something's got to overturn that. A good attorney. Oh will yeah, they're, they're that. gonna overturn. A it. good attorney would overturn. it. it's that, so still not the fact that
1: this that. kid has to go to court, and that nah. anybody would waste resources going after a fifteen-year-old kid That's who didn't even sell her stupid. the weed. The kid didn't even sell it to her; he got it to her for free. She kept asking him about weed. He didn't even
2: smoke weed. The kid was an honor roll student. Now, let me tell you something. And I'm going to tell you something. It's a perfect as story. You can. I've, really, been around, I've been involved in drugs for 30 fucking years at all levels. And if you can't look at somebody and put a cop uniform on them and know they're a fucking undercover cop, you shouldn't be doing drugs. Because when you smoke a joint, you should be enlightened to see this shit. I know when I smell a cop. Bro, I smell a fucking cop. A 15-year-old cop. kid with a boner you think should be able to tell a
1: 25-year-old hot chick? Yo, I was
2: around the killers. I would have imagined Would've that it would even be something that someone could, would consider? Consider doing. That's why I don't, I'm not even sweating it. I would sue i not only overturned that, but I would sue that fucking bitch and that police department and that fucking jurisdiction oh, yeah. for everything they got. Yeah. That fucking townhouse would call be called Joey Diaz fucking Memorial fucking townhouse. Uh, and with that, ladies and gentlemen, suckers. let's God pull
1: suckers. this fucking boat into the beach and dock it. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Joey Diaz has provided hours of free entertainment. Let us Bravo, give him a big Joey. round of applause. Come see yes. You're a goddamn classic. Come see us. Are you gonna do uh, the Ice House Friday? No. What are you doing Friday?
2: I got some fucking gig. I'm gonna open up for Cool the Gang or some shit. I guess. It's Where? Down in... I told you they have that disco series, bro. So somebody. Where fell is out on it? Friday.
1: How do I get there? I how mean, does like, people? How do people, people buy tickets? How do they find I have out no about it? No fucking
2: idea. <laughs> when you buy? I just got the gig Why two days ago. You? They just emailed. It'll me me be on stuff. your Twitter, right? Yeah, but Mad I'm Flavor S- is his Twitter. Saturday night. Saturday night, I'm an arts for joke at the M Bar, ten o'clock. Tickets on brown paper. Whatever the fuck it is, brown Brown paper paper tickets. tickets. Go on there. Me and Brian are going to Columbus. Tickets almost sold out. in Columbus tickets almost sold out in Pittsburgh, and we're halfway in fucking uh, three quarters in Cleveland. May seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth. Brown paper tickets. Joe Rogan. We're we're at fucking New York at the theater. It's sold out already. Yeah, next fucking Thursday, Friday night for whatever the five four. Uh, what else?
1: When is that? How many That's weeks is next that? next Thursday, Thursday, It's brother. Next week. Next we weekend. Leave next weekend. Thursday. Wow. Yeah, we're in the Grand, Ball, your, Grand Ballroom in New York City on Friday. What street's it
2: What's the address, brother? I do not know. Can you check it for your Uncle Joey? So I can it's uh, the,
1: it's at the Manhattan Center, okay. wherever the hell that is. It's, okay. yeah, we'll the, find it. It's Manhattan Center,
3: and it's on uh, uh, West 34th Street.
1: Yeah. Damn! This is going to be fun. We And we haven't been back to New York in on, uh, at least a year. And then on top of that, you know, Coming off that Atlanta trip, man, I can't wait to get out to do another show. That was fun. It's so relieving having uh, filmed the special, getting it out there, and you know, having it just done, having it off my back. Right, Joey? What are you tweeting? The fuck I'm not doing? doing nothing. I was listening I see to what you. you doing, I
2: swear to God, I don't tweet when I'm doing talking. <laughs> I'm not, know, whoa, whoa, whoa. Thank you. All you motherfuckers for making that C D number one. It's still number two. The only thing that's in front of us is a podcast. Today, as a matter of fact, today I got the email officially from Billboard. It's a number one comedy album on Billboard magazine. Are you serious? Go wow. check that mother and thirty one on the Holy whatever shit. Heat Seeker. We ain't fucking around, but it's thanks to all these motherfuckers that gave me a chance. iTunes guy hit me up today and he goes, Can you do me a favor? You dropped in the States. But you're on fire in Canada and the UK, and they want stories. So I'm going to start putting stories up there once a month on iTunes. Part of my stories, wow. things from the Ice House. $2 a piece, ninety nine. $1.99. You've been I've already on... got prison, and I got the drug stories I did last night.
1: You've been number one. You were number one for weeks. Two weeks.
2: How crazy did that feel? What was that like? It didn't feel like nothing because I didn't expect it, Joe. I tell you the truth. But it felt like something. I mean, you called me up. You were so happy. Uh, Maybe- what would it fucking feel like to you that when nobody's giving you a chance and you're an underdog and you believed in me, you put me <laughs> on your podcast, I did the rest of the fucking work, and here we are. You know, we want to go out as death squad, but that's not my dream. I want all of us to start headlining when we're all at a different fucking club. We're gonna shut down the system. What you did for us, me, Ari, Duncan, Brian, uh, Freddie Lockhart, you know, Jason Tebow, Sam Triple, the original Dead Squad, what you've done for us is give us the same light Rodney gave us and look what happened. And as far as I'm alive, I'm never gonna let you down. I'm gonna we're gonna the next year, motherfuckers, what we got coming at you. You might as well stop listening to everybody else right now, I'm telling you, because it's only going to get better. And I give you my word, that speech that Ben Rothwell made was one of the most, I I felt fucking, because that's how I feel. I had nothing until I got these people on Twitter and Facebook. And all I dream about is to give them funny shit now. When I get up at six in the morning, that's all I want to do. I don't tweet nothing unless it's fucking gold. Hey, Brian, stop doing that, And I do it for you guys. And I think Joe feels the same and Red Band, but... This number one album, I didn't, you, Joe, how long you know me? I'm not into that. I don't give a fuck about what people think. This is overwhelming me to be a better person, bro. Not even to be a better comic. This is teaching me to be a better people because you gave me a chance in life. When somebody gives you a chance in life, dog, it, it, it's the best feeling in the world. I, I can't, I don't care about the money. I don't care about CD being number one. It's just the thing that these people put me there. Well, you, I didn't put myself there, Joe. You know I didn't put, they put me there, dog.
1: yeah. Yeah, well, you know, what you're doing is the right thing. What you're doing is you're you're a comic. You're a real comic. You're out there busting your ass, constantly doing shows, constantly writing, constantly having fun. You're the, you're the life of the party, man. Never
2: went to Montreal. No Comedy Central special. No love. Yeah. Barely got a manager. All barely got an agent. I just show. And so it's all because of you guys. Because I don't give a fuck. I've never given a fuck. And this is Well CD, that's what now, people love it. Now you motherfuckers now you got problems. If you're on my Facebook <laughs> and Twitter page and if you come to one of my shows, I swear to my mother's grave, you motherfuckers have created a Frankenstein. Don't come crying to me when I fucking die on a stage one night dropping knowledge because you motherfuckers <laughs> brought it out of me. I appreciate Joe Rogan with all my heart. I mean what you did, bro, for all these comedians, not just me is what Rodney did. And with that special, he changed comedy forever. Well,
1: it was for me, it was just a matter of, we, like I said, we all enhance each other. And it, it makes me better to be around all you guys. It makes me better to be around, when I listen to you guys go on stage and crush, and I know I'm going up later, it's like, it makes me feel good. I'm having fun. I'm being a part of a fun thing. And, the experience is a hundred times more fun than just doing it on your own and you don't want to be the man fuck that there's no there's no the man fuck, the man's nonsense you want to be a part of a, a group of, of brothers. You know, you want to be a part of a brotherhood. And that brotherhood extends from the stage into the crowd. And that's where it gets crazy. You can't tell me that there wasn't some crazy deep connection with that crowd in Atlanta because of this show. What Atlanta? They know how us.
2: About, how about fucking Wisconsin? Yeah, how everywhere. How about we went to Milwaukee? Louisville. How about we went to Chicago? How about we went to Houston? We didn't get out of that. Fort Lauderdale. Latter- yeah. Where have we gone yeah. that we've gotten somewhere after the show? We. How about yeah. Chicago? When we looked and there was a line around three... Fucking stairways. Yeah. And I wish I was lying. Count. Them. It was this yeah, way. It was in, one. It was the same. Two, three, and it went. And I remember looking back there. I've never the only line, you know what I'm saying? What's
1: really insane is when you go on stage to that many people and then you're like, Whoa, this is nuts. This is a crazy number of fucking human beings.
2: Joe Rogan, I went on I went on and I did these mad flavor worlds and I went on to Twitter and Facebook and I said, Listen, I wanna I got fourteen hundred dollars that I saved up. Can you guys help me out? And I got thirty one hundred dollars sent to me on Twitter and Facebook. My wife was like, where were these bitches 10 years ago? We needed the money. Now they're sending you dirty dollars And I took that $4,500 and I went. I got two plane tickets and I took my friend in New York. And we taped this documentary about just where I grew up, the people I was around. I've never done that for nobody. And now it's been ready since January. But I want it to be so perfect for these people that we've been making cuts and adjustments. And just just to show them, I want them to see where I came from, whether they like it or not. And I'm going to put it up and sell it for 5 bucks, like everything else. Everybody who donated is a fucking producer on this thing, and they all help me. This Where do you think this is all going? Where are we going, Joey? We're going to get our own network on YouTube. <laughs> because when they come to offer us something from a network, what are we going to do on a network? Take orders at this point? I'm not taking orders. The real from body. thing to
1: do to, would be to start a podcast network a real podcast network online and all of us be connected. All of us be independent, but all
2: connected. Oh, and that's just the beginning. I want to connect cameras all over me. I want to show people <laughs> cats. I want to show people the shit that comes out of my ass. I want to give these <laughs> no! people everything. I want to give these people everything, bro. They've been there for us. What don't they give us at shows? It's a
1: very unusual What these experience. fuck don't these
2: people, they come to the shows, they buy posters. You, we take, We're traveling six deep now. Now we're thinking of bringing Eddie the DJ. Can you imagine that shit that he brought with DJing gigs like fucking EJ? He wants to
1: MC. He's going to start emceeing some shows. easy. But I just <laughs> want to
2: thank... Everybody for finally after twenty years making me a comedian
1: the reason you 're appreciative the, the reason why you 're appreciative is because you 're thinking the right way you know? uh, we all be on the board it 's not they did and you know what we 're all extremely lucky and we 're extremely lucky that we have an audience like this we 're extremely lucky that the internet exists that uh, us dumb fucks can connect some wires to a box that 's in a fucking cable that's in the ground and somehow or another it gets to everybody all over the world who the fuck figured that out that's amazing we're lucky that that exists we're lucky we know each other we're lucky we're in this crazy business of stand-up comedy we're lucky we could do podcasts and travel and do the ufc and i'm, I'm lucky most of all for the abundance of cool people that i have in my life and thanks to this podcast you all get to hang with us. You get to hang with Joey Diaz. You get to hang with Freddie Lockhart. You get to sit down and shoot the shit with Brian Callen. And you get to meet the machine, Burt Kreischer. You know, we're all in this together, folks. This is a crazy ride we're all living in. And we can enhance each other's experience on this crazy, fucked up ride. Just enjoy the shit out of it. Listen to the, the wonderful worlds of Joey Diaz by buying his new CD on iTunes. It's Me or the Priest. Is that They're what it really is? fucking That's it's, what it's, called. it's me It's Me or the Priest. priest. The you or the priest,
2: they already bought it. I gotta give them props for giving me a chance. That's it.
1: So, um, uh, everybody that came to Atlanta, thank you very much. It couldn't have been any better. It was, it was literally the perfect experience. I, I never recorded anything that's any better, and it comes out. As soon as we get around to editing it, and we have to set up the infrastructure to put it out for release. Uh, so it'll be, a little, it'll be a little bit, but it's, uh, it, I couldn't have been happier, and it's because of you guys. So thank you very much. And we'll see you next week. Um, Monday, we got Ari Shafir. Um, I think we might do Brian Cowan sometime real soon, too. He's trying to figure it out. And I got some other people coming up, some, some special guests, lots of cool shit. I've been in touch with the dude from Finding Bigfoot. Bobo's going to do the podcast. The big squatch guy, yeah, that's right, bitches. He claims that there's fucking DNA evidence. He claims that uh, they've uh, apparently uh, there's some fucking DNA from Bigfoot poop and some different stuff that they (laughs) found. Jesus, (laughs) I hope he's right. It would be my dream if that show Finding Bigfoot actually finds. (laughs) You got to watch that episode of South Park. Oh, is this it good? Is yeah, it good? It's good? Yeah. Well, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, we love you. And I we'll see you, yes. we'll see you very soon. Oh, the t- uh, Friday, Ice House Chronicles. It will be on this Ustream page, which is uh Ustream TV forward slash Joe Rogan. Uh Ustream.tv, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh the Ice House Chronicles this Friday night is at Pasadena. It will sell out. It's me. Who else is on it? Uh you got little Esther. Little Esther, Mark powerful little Ellis. Esther. Mark Ellis and we got powerful uh, Mark Ellis, Andrew Dice Clay's kid. Oh Max. shit! Max, Max is gonna be there. Max, does he go? For, what does he go by? Silverstein. Uh, yeah, nice. And Tony Hinchcliffe, funny fucking kid too. We're get dice up, in he's, that he's, yeah, we're fucking. gonna get dice. That kid is dice. He's dice's kid, and he's fucking doing well. He's actually he loves stand up comedy. Which you know, I was thinking about like, what else could he do? Man, you're you're he's dice's a drummer. kid. He's a drummer. Yeah, he's a badass yeah, he drummer. Well, you'd have to do something. something. You know what I'm saying? Like,
2: you'd have to be in a band or something. His you know. drumming yeah. teacher is like uh, I forget what the uh, video piece. That's what he's drumming. He played nice. for Rod Stewart. He was in the Rod Stewart band. Oh, and if you want the Eureka, go to N O uh, Organic and Burbank and Lancashire. There's the one. That
1: they're they gonna open. close those bitches down. There's, the DEA is and. Fuck the DEA. <clears> oh, did you really say that, hey, ladies hey, and gentlemen? Fuck this is not DEA, the opinions. Re- DEA re- DEA I, I love the, the DEA. D- D- we need the DEA D- to not close not, down meth the drugs. labs. drugs
2: got nothing to do with us. We DEA got nothing to do with us. We're all sick. I got anxiety, you got an asshole that hurts, and Brian's fucked up from Olive Garden. That's why we smoke (laughs) medical marijuana. I love you, DEA, and I love the government.
1: Stay black. If the government did mushrooms, it'd all be on our side. It's that simple. We'd all be together in this fucking thing. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm just talking shit. We'll see you soon. Bye. Flashlight is oh, available. Oh, yeah. At we had, we, had, we had a couple of sponsors, <laughs> yeah. Brian. We yeah. had a new one that we were talking about today. We were talking on the phone, and it'll start in June. It's a video game company. We're, we're super excited about it because they got some badass video yeah, games. Look, they, really yeah, they look. It looks amazing. It's pretty
3: crazy how awesome the graphics now yeah. are on these iPads. It's really j-
1: cool that you can you maneuver the iPad. The gyroscope can can make you like drive and move. Yeah. We're living in the fucking future, gyroscope. Euroscope. Uh, that's it. Is it a Euroscope? No. That's a sandwich. <laughs> Good night, you dirty fucking freaks. Thanks to The flashlight for sponsoring our podcast. <clears throat> and uh, if you're thinking about doing one, didn't that girl from The flashlight say something crazy? The girl that used to work said something crazy about... Like we have like one in seventy five people that clicks buys a Fleshlight. Yeah, we have the like best
3: uh, t- click to buy ratio that like it's shocking how they they said. Yeah, they
1: said our our click to buy ratio is off the chain. So we appreciate the fuck out of that, ladies and gentlemen. We really do. And I knew that that was the perfect sponsor for us. I mean, it really is. It's yeah. it's a really solid product, it's, man. It's a perfect real. sex toy. Yeah. It really works. What are you doing? you doing gang signs? 30, 30 seconds? Oh, good night, everybody. Uh, uh, go to JoeRogan.net. Click on the link for the flashlight and in the code name and you save yourself 15 right. pounds. Thanks to Onnit.com. Go to O-N-N-I-T. Makers of Alpha Brain, Shroom Tech Sport, Shroom Tech Immune, all that good stuff. Go check it out. And uh, first 30 pills, 100% money back entry. That's it. Okay.
2: Good night. Bye. See ya.